Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce... myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! You're excited! <laughs> Feel these nipples! That boy is good! Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Thursday, April 28th. We're coming to you live. On the Big X Studios, the world-renowned Big X Studios, we're here until 5.40 today, at which point we will hand the baton over to coverage of the Louisville Bats, who are in action tonight, right here on our airwaves, 14.50 a.m., 96.1 FM, you know it better, as the Big X. We will talk Cardinal sports today, myself and Trevor Kelsey, who's got, I've got my Lions stuff on, he's got his Eagles stuff on, we're ready for the draft, we're raring to go, but I will, I must admit, I'm a little bit down on the dumps today. A day that I guess I knew was always going to come, but my conscience, conscious, never let me accept it. I never fully processed that this was an actual thing that could happen. Folks, Kenny Klein has announced his retirement. I thought, I thought you were going to say the, Eagles, the, the Lions are in the top draft pick. I was like, that happens every year. No. I saw this news, and I almost, you, I, this is not a time for jokes. I almost Trevor. called in sick. I was floored. Um, I figured it was coming at some point in the relatively near future. I actually no, had, no, 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 not relatively. Like long, I know. long future. I long kind of heard that it was probably going to be this year, and still seeing the the email pop in the 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 box this morning was a it was a body blow, knocked me knocked the wind out of my sails. Um, I, I shared the the text that I sent to my wife. I was like, I was like, I was like, Kenny Klein's retiring. This is legitimately the worst day of my entire life and she just says no don't forget to call the vet i was like how can you expect me to call the vet at a time like this do you want me to cuss these people out i can't be expected to interact with other human beings at this point in time kenny klein's calling it a career did you call the vet call the vet okay <laughs> i waited a couple hours though he's got an appointment for next week when you, when you called, did you let him know that kenny klein had announced his retirement today i was like hey guys <laughs> sorry to bother you on such a down day i'm sure you're hurting the yeah. same as i am just i just assume everybody's in the exact same mental space as i am today when, when they answered were you shocked like i can't believe you were open yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh really I, I thought i was gonna leave a message here but uh since i got you let's talk uh, but in, in all seriousness yeah, I, I had I, I remember vividly a conversation that I had with friends, like, this was probably right before the, the ish hit the fan. This is like 2016, 2017, around those. And I was like, it's hard to process right now, but at one point in time, in the, 
probably relatively near future, we're going to be looking at a Louisville athletic program that you know doesn't have Tom Jurich, doesn't have Rick Pitino, doesn't have Kenny Klein, doesn't have Paul Rogers. And now, just five years later, we're down to one. Paul Rogers is the only, he's kind of the last man standing. And Paul, please, <laughs> I can't take it right now. If you are, if you are even mulling over retirement, at least give us one more year because I can't take Kenny Klein and Paul Rogers going out at the same time. It was hard enough with Jurich and Patino at that time, and that was, you know, there were there were reasons for that that made it a little bit easier to accept. But with this one, just knowing that it's the a changing of a guard, a a new era in ways beyond what we initially thought when Kenny Payne was hired or even when Chris Mack was hired, it's tough. I, I can't. I mean. I can't imagine Louisville Athletics without Kenny Klein because I quite literally have never experienced Louisville Athletics without Kenny Klein. He's been over for 39 years. I'm 37. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm 42. So I mean, just I mean, I don't. I barely remember things from three years ago, three days ago, and three hours ago. Let alone when I was three, three years, years old. old. And so, I think I mean, I mean, even fans who are like six in their 60s now or in their 50s who did have a time in in their lives where they were following Cardinal Athletics and. You know, Kenny Klein was not the sports information director. They probably had no idea who the sports information director was or if there even was one. I think even them, like, they'll tell you it's hard for me to envision Cardinal Athletics without Kenny Klein. Yeah. He's that much of a fixture. I mean, just look at the response, both locally and nationally. All the national riders, all the athletes, former and present at UofL, paying their tributes, speaking glowingly about Kenny Klein, telling Kenny Klein stories. Like, that doesn't have. Like, there probably have been... 25, 30 more sports information directors who have called it a career or who have left for other jobs at this point. I haven't heard about any of them because nobody cares. You watch, we both watch a lot of basketball, whether it be Louisville or anybody else. Never in any other game do you hear the announcers ever talk about the sports information director unless it's Louisville and they bring up Kenny Klein. Always do. They, 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 there's at least, I mean, and not just like your ESPN talking heads or your Dick Vitales and company who always do as well, but just any broadcast, you're going to hear his name come up. I don't hear that with any other teams when I'm watching no, ever. No. And for instance, I mean, I, one of the cool things about today has been the only cool thing about today has been well, the draft. But how can he come? How do you do this on my draft? Today? I don't care about the draft. I'm over the. I'm over the draft. I mean, I'm, I'm done. I'm a little mad. I'm a little hurt at Kenny for announcing a retirement, but also announcing it on draft day. It's like, dude, come on, man. But one of the only cool things about today has been seeing the stories that people have shared. For instance, Brett Dawson. Three-time guest of the Mike Rutherford Show. I think he maybe, besides Kent Taylor, the only three-time guest on the Mike Rutherford Show. Uh, he was sharing a story about when he was covering UK for, I guess it was the Courier Journal back in the day. This was the 2012 game when Louisville actually, we won. We, we, <laughs> it's not hard to keep track of the, the times that we've won in the Calipari era. This was the national title team winning in December of 2012. The Shane Behannon blowing a kiss game. And... The game ends, and Brett goes to write his game story, and all of a sudden, it's actually a weird thing. It's the same exact thing that happened to me a couple of years ago after Louisville had lost to Virginia in 2020, which wound up being the last game of their season. He gets this weird thing in his left eye where he's like, it looks like he's seeing through the bottom of a glass, is the way that he described it. And when you haven't experienced before, I've had ocular migraines since then, like migraines through your your eyes. It's it's jarring like you it's sort of like a vertigo feeling it's weird and you're you're terrified that you're having a stroke or something's wrong with your brain and brett said you know i'm i'm freaking out i'm terrified and kenny klein again like brett's not covering U L. he has no affiliation with U L at this point in time kenny klein drives him to the hospital he's like that's just the, the type of guy that he is and, and i think you hear those types of stories you also don't get you don't hear enough of the stories about like how much of a absolute prankster he is 
John Ramsey used to have fantastic stories about jokes that Kenny would play on him. And John could tell it better than I can. But he had one story that he told in particular. <laughs> there was a surprise party for, it was for Tom Jurich or Bobby Petrino, somebody, some big shot in UofL athletics. And Kenny, <laughs> Kenny sent John to an abandoned floor of a building. Like he gets off the elevator and he's like, you son of a, he's like, he's like, he's like it's just a, it's a completely, there's just total construction. There's nothing there. He's like, I finally show up at the real part of this process already happened. Kenny's just laughing his ass off. And he's like, that's just, that's who Kenny Klein is. Um, it's a two part surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I shared mine. Like, I mean, I've got the sad thing about doing this on radio is I feel like most of my favorite Kenny Klein stories I can't share on the radio, oh. but the one that I can, that I love was, in the buildup to the 2019 football season. Remember, there was, the big talk was Vince Tyree had said, all the seats are going to be red. And no then more pink. All the seats are going to be red. And then it was like, you know, June. He's like, some of the seats are going to be red. <laughs> and then, then it was like, it was August. It was like, very few of the seats are going to be red, but some of them are red. It's like the naming rights to the stadium. <laughs> and so I, I kept doing this running gag on Twitter and on the radio show where I was like, I don't care that you have no part in this, this project, Kenny. If my seat is not red for the, the season opener against Notre Dame. It's your ass. I was like, paint the damn seat, Kenny. Make me happy. I don't care if like the, the one red seat in my entire section. I want my seat red. And so the game comes. It's that Monday night game, Labor Day evening. My seat has a red trash bag on it <laughs> with a note from Kenny that says, I posted the picture on Twitter. It's something like, since you called me out, like saying, my seat has to be red. I figured I'd better go ahead and make it red for you. Enjoy the game, Kenny. And I was like, I was like, son of a, he wins again. He always does. And it was just a, a brilliant move. Found out where my seats were, put a red trash bag over it. Boom, done. Lived up to it. Did you get jealousy in the section that you were the only red seat? Yeah, but I mean, but, you know, they <laughs> took the trash bag off. I'm like, also, how hard is it to find a red trash bag? It couldn't have been easy. They just, I, I think it'd be easier just to spray paint the chair. You know, yeah, you don't. <laughs> they don't sell those at Kroger. I don't see. I mean, they could Good probably question. go on Where Amazon. Red tra- I've never seen a red trash bag. But he's the man. I, I mean, just just running into him all the time. My other favorite, <laughs> like my Kenny Klein memory. We were at a uh, a derby party of a mutual friend. This is probably like 2015, 2016. And Kenny, you know, everybody's is has been drinking for a long period of time at this point. It's derby week for God's sake. And Kenny like stumbles into my wife and like kind of catches himself before he falls down and turns around and sees that it's Mary and then starts doing the Wayne's world. We're not worthy. Like, like, like motion. And I was like, I was like, Mary, this is the highest compliment you're ever going to get. You just peaked in life right there. Kenny Klein's bowing to you. This is, this is incredible, but he's going to be missed. I mean, all the tributes are out there for a reason. He was the best at his job. He, he made everybody feel welcome. He handled, I mean, Lord knows he handled tons of controversy that would have, rattled lesser SIDs, lesser employees. And he always was just so even keeled, always took things, you know, just never really changed his demeanor. And you have to have people like that if you're going to have a successful athletic program. And I don't know where UofL goes from there as far as SID, but uh, people toss around the word irreplaceable far too often. Kenny Klein, Quite literally, you know, an irreplaceable yeah, no, person. There's no competition. I mean, I I don't have the, the great stories you do. I mean, I, I met Kenny numerous times, but, you know, I got into this in, in you know, a little bit late March, early April of 2008. And I, I, there – there's no reason for Kenny Klein to know who I am. <laughs> and I mean, in 2008, 2009, 2010, there was no reason for him to know who I am. There's barely any reason for him to know who I, who, to know who I am now. 
but like he he said say hello to me would send everybody. me send yeah. me would send me an email you know I could you know just to me you know ask me about credentials if you know if you don't want to do credentials uh, when there was uh, some 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 beef with uh, you know me talking about Crackthorpe and and me linked to a Crackthorpe in his last year saying you know it's a done deal he's gone he's gonna finish the season Lobel denied it you know Kenny calls me and says you know hey you still because I didn't think they were even gonna give us passes anymore I thought we were gonna get blackballed for this. And no, he was no. It's all good. Water under the bridge. You're just doing doing your thing. It's all good. No, yeah. no big deal. Uh, you want credentials this year? Guess these credentials. I'm like, you know, ne- never a nicer guy. New, you know, never took anything personal. I'm the only thing I, I kid about ruining my draft day because I mean, any day he announces his retirement is going to ruin whatever day it's on. It could have been. My, I'm just at least glad it waited till after my birthday to do it. <laughs> But <laughs> that's the, like poor TJ. Like in twenty, the world ended in twenty twenty on his birthday in March. I, like I don't want my like Kenny Clyde oh, here to end on my birthday in twenty twenty two. I kind of wish he he just said, you know, I'm doing, I'm going out, I'm going at least do an even forty though, because thirty nine seems so weird. Like I wish he'd do the even forty, and also give us the heads up so we can have an entire football and basketball season honor him in every game. Well, he didn't want to do the Coach K thing. I, I don't. Some I people with the last name that starts with K don't want a full year of that. being honored. I get it. like a god. But you, you, you don't want it for yourself. We want to give it to you, though. And he deserves it. And he should still get it. Every, and, and, and there should still be games next year in both football and basketball that are like Kenny Klein Day. Well, he is. We should clear it up. He is going to be remaining with the basketball program in a limited role for next season. Well, I was saying, he's, I thought it was June, I thought. I said he's going to retire. He's retiring June 30th, but he's going to stick around for next year in a limited role, helping out with basketball. And I, I, I texted him earlier today, and he kind of confirmed. He's like, oh, he's like, I'll still be doing some stuff with basketball. It sounds like, like the because Kenny Payne tweeted out something like, happy you're going to be sticking it out with us this year. Like It sounds like Kenny Payne, when he found out Kenny Klein was going to retire, he was like, no. <laughs> like 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 we're all, got we're all new to this. We need you more than ever. Like you've been such a uh, a leg to stand on for every coach who's been here before you, before me. Please just help us out with this transition as much as you can. And I think he's going to do it as much as he can. He's he's definitely going to not be as omnipresent as he has been for my entire life. But uh, it sounds like he's going to be continuing to help out with U of L basketball in some way, shape, or form for this next season at least, which is is, is great. Just kind of you know. Ease the transition for you know him. Whatever you're, you're second in all this, Kenny. Think about us. Think about the people. Like he used the word. He's like, I'm gonna be a little bit selfish. And everybody's like, No, don't. You're, you're not being selfish. I was like, To hell with that. You didn't even. You, you didn't consult me for one second in this. You didn't let me know beforehand. That's selfish as hell. Think about my feelings, Kenny. I don't care that you're living a a better life after this. You know, 40 years of hustle and bustle and not seeing enough of your family and you're not having enough time to yourself. Think about me. Stop being so damn selfish. I'm hurt. I'm affected by this. Think about what you leaving is going to do to Mike Rutherford and the Mike Rutherford Show and CardChronicle.com. Just add this to the list of things like, you know, father, COVID, other things you've overcome in your life. It's going to take a lot. (laughs) It's going to take a it's going to be a titanic struggle for me to get over this and continue to soldier on. I have faith that with my support system, yourself included, Trevor, I'll be able to make it through Kenny Klein's retirement. But for right now, I can't lie; I'm hurt. I'm wounded. It's not. It's not the. It's not the. It's the last thing I kind of wanted to wake up and see at one forty-five. This, this afternoon. I was gonna say when exactly. There's a part of me that was like, "Does Trevor know?" I hope he at least checks his phone before he walks in here. Yeah, it was <laughs> cutting, cl- cutting it close, but yeah. I, I mean, it's the first thing I saw on Twitter when I looked at Twitter or, fa- or actually it's Facebook. 
And I was like, oh, come on, please be a prank. I loved the the quote that Rick Pitino gave back in 2016, about uh, 2015, uh, about Kenny. That bombed the car. <laughs> no, it was, I think, kind of summed up how we all feel. He said, uh, not just about Kenny, but about the University of Louisville and the athletic program. He says, all you have to do if you want to know about how special this place is, is to look at Kenny Klein. Kenny's the very best at what he does, could have taken any number of jobs over the years, probably could have wound up being an athletic director somewhere if he wanted to. Instead, he chose to stay here because he sees, just like I do, how special a place this is to work. Now, the rest of the quote I had to cut out because it <laughs> it was all about, like, we're great friends and we're going to be here together forever. Like, we're going to go out. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that part, unfortunately, didn't, didn't come to pass. But the first part, absolutely. Kenny Klein could have left any number of times over the sure. last four decades for quote-unquote greener pastures, better money, more notoriety, and he chose to stick it out here. And now, I mean, he's... He's going to be a Louisville legacy forever. He's going to be one of these guys. And you don't, I mean, what other sports information director gets this type of treatment? And it's just a testament to how loyal he's been, how much of a professional he's been, and how just amicable he is. Like, There's something to be said for just being nice. And it, when you're that nice for that long a period of time, and it's so sustained, and it's so widespread, you're going to see these types of tributes. And that's, I mean, Kenny Klein, just grade A, quality human being and i i know i've i've said this before about when you see things from afar whether it's players coaches people who you've you've seen on tv you followed and respect them and you, you know we're all fans we all have the same types of opinions we all look at things the same way sometimes when you meet them multiple times or have interactions over a, a lengthy period of time like that fandom kind of you wish you hadn't met them. Like the the shine well, the wears never off. Meet your heroes, exactly. Kind of Kenny Klein's the opposite. Like he is. Yeah. He, he is exactly who you want him to be. And more. And yeah. honestly, and more. Like like he is. He's he, he's awesome. Like I can't speak highly enough about him. When I fanboy about him on Twitter and stuff, it's only like half me doing joking stuff. Like <laughs> like the feelings are genuine. He's an awesome, awesome person, and I'm going to miss him being a member of U of Athletics significantly. Now we're going in. New president, new AD. I don't want to talk about new it. New SID. I don't want to talk about it. I don't like all this change. I'm like Garth. I don't, I'm not a big fan Same. of Same. Yeah, we, we need to spread it out a little bit more. Yeah, really. Can we at least get a couple years in between this stuff? I liked his story, and somebody actually found the cover. Well, yeah. The new thing we didn't get I wanted was the football coach. Well, could work out. We'll see. His first year at Louisville, Kenny Klein, he, he mentioned this in a Courage Journal story back from 2014. He's like, I was so excited Street and Smith College yearbook came out, and they sent a letter asking for material, so I sent them over some pictures of Milt Wagner and was like, hey, maybe you consider these for your cover. And a couple months later, he's on the cover, the picture that I sent them, and it was such a big deal to me. I was so pumped to see that. And you realize, like, he's a fan just like us at one point. Yeah. Like, just like, the same emotion. I remember when I first got started writing stuff, if something got picked up along the same lines, like, just the, the joy that I had about being associated with something Louisville related that was getting national attention. It was just a, you know, it's a high that's unmatched. And Kenny Klein had that, and he has been going. <laughs> Trevor, don't shake your head. I, I purposely looked away from you when I when I said that. Just hope. At least I my my, my my commuted when he said because I was just like, hey. it's like damn. I, mean, I just I saw the head tilt and I was like, oh, I can't I can't I can't finish it without acknowledging it. But uh, he's been here for. He was the youngest SID in NCAA at 23 years old when he accepted the job at U of L. 
Really? And now he's leaving after that. 39 years here. Um, remarkable run. He's in multiple Hall of Fames. He's in the, uh, the Sports Information Directors Hall of Fame. He's in the Kentucky Athletic Hall of Fame. Where is that po- located, I wonder? I don't know, Trevor. <laughs> Where's Tours? <laughs> you want to <laughs> go tour the College Sports Information Directors of America Hall of Fame? <laughs> I'm scared for the Kansas City or... <laughs> I mean, you can Google these things. I, 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 off the top of my head, I've got no idea where the Sports Information Director's Hall of Fame is. The fact that you think I know some of these things is both, <laughs> I guess, flattering, but also disturbing, and also just kind of shows that you're not learning because I, I don't know any of the things. I mean, that, I just I didn't know there was an SID Hall of Fame. Well, there is, and Kenny's in it, and he has been for the last seven years. We should have a stat shot in front of it, personally. The Cosida Hall of Fame, if you want to refer to it as that. Uh it's right here. It is in next door. It's in the building. It's in the building. Right here. <laughs> to, just tell me where it is. Just <laughs> the conve- San Antonio is where the the, the, the induction <laughs> ceremony was. I can't tell you where the actual Hall of Fame is. Is this a real thing that actually exists? Or I don't is know. It's like online. Physical, yeah, it might not be actual physical Hall of Fame. If it is, like, can I get a job as like a tour guide there? You've once again sidetracked <laughs> me trying to get Why serious, me? David. Come That's on. fine. That's fine. <laughs> Where is the Cosada Hall of Fame? Now you're Jesse. Now you need to know. See, but like, okay, I don't, I'm not sure that there's actual there's physical, physical thing yeah, it's like because a, this year the the convention that they're having is at the Mandalay Bay Resort in Las Vegas. Ooh, it could be in Las Vegas. That'd be nice. Kenny Klein deserves to be in Vegas. He does. Get him out there. <laughs> but, he's, he's, he, I'm assuming he's in the. the you're still just, now. I'm just now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah. I've got, <laughs> when you ask these questions, like I'm like you, I have to find the answers. I'm curious. And when you like, I, I would never think about it. I don't really care about it. But since you've asked, I feel like I've got to figure I mean, it how out. How did you not? The first thing I would have thought of when I saw there's an SID. Because I'm talking about Kenny Klein. Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to keep the focus on Kenny. Well, uh, is he's not? I'm assuming. I don't know if there's a retirement policy or not. But is he is he in the Cardinal Hall of Fame or the Kentucky Sports Hall of Fame yet? Because if he's not, it's a shame. A good question. I would assume he is. I mean, he's in the Kentucky Athletic Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. that's the one that has the plaques on the Freedom Hall wall. Yes, right? exactly. Okay, oh, yeah. Uh, whatever Hall of Fame, we know where that one is. We, we can find that one. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Hall of Fame is associated with U of L athletics or the City of Louisville athletics, I would assume Kenny will either be in it or already is in it. Yes, and he should be. Now, here's the: Do we put okay. his picture on the on the wall of the M Center like we do some of the former players? I'd hang a banner. Right. Oh yes. Right next. To- <laughs> Just slightly smaller than the 2013 banner. Gigantic Kenny. You know what? My idea for like when we get the banner back, blowing it up and being making like everything about the 2013 banner, like making the floor, making the jerseys, making the the banner bigger than everything else, uh, making it all about the banner. I say we do that this year for Kenny. Kenny jerseys, Kenny court, Kenny banner, Kenny everything. I say we retire the number 39 for him. I mean, no one's going to wear 39 in basketball anyway, right? You can't. <laughs> I mean, quite literally, you can't wear 39 in college. Yeah. So I say we retired number 39. It's not It's been, It's not out of question. The Celtics, I think, retired, what, number one for uh, for their announcer at one point? We're retiring an unwearable jersey? Yes. It's like retiring negative seven. Number 39. <laughs> we put his name in the banner right right next to the Russ and, and Purvis and, and number 39, Kenny Klein. I'm with you. I, I'm all for it. That or, well, I guess that would be the right number to do because, I mean, 39 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got another joke I'm not going to make. <laughs> All the jokes that I want to be able to make, I can't today, and that's that's fine. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. Uh, Thornton's sex line is open. It's 502-414-1450. We love our fine friends over at Thornton's. We love the Refreshing Rewards app. If you haven't downloaded that, my God, 
what are you doing? Save money at the pump yeah, now. I did it. Download that refresh. Yeah, if Trevor Kelsey can take 15 seconds out of his day to download an app on his phone that's going to save him some money every time he needs to get gas, then you can. And if you're not, you should feel bad about yourself. We love Thornton's. We love the text line. We love hearing from you. Text us your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, uh, your Kenny Klein stories. We will stray from the Kenny Klein conversation coming up after the break. There are other things to talk about. We've got Hoops recruiting news. It's the day of reckoning uh, when it comes to Louisville and Tyrese Hunter. Maybe that's stretching it a little bit, but there is going to be a meeting between Hunter and Louisville. Um, There are some other names out there that have been floated around. We've got some baseball chatter to get to. And, of course, Trevor is just, just dying to talk some NFL draft. We've got our NFL gear on. We'll get into all that good stuff coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday on 1450 The Big X. Songs for the reasons we were just discussing during the break that you were wrong about. <laughs> Give me three steps for it because you mistakenly yeah. believe the Lions had a third pick. I don't know why I had a third pick in my mind all day. I didn't know if that's why this song was chosen because we had, we did have Tuesdays Gone with the Wind before this, two and then three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're thinking you're giving me way too much credit for my depth in terms of thinking things through. But thank you. You're uh, no, there, there's a there's a. It's all Leonard Skinner today. Okay. But there, it's, there is a reason for it. Okay. That makes me more curious than, it, than I was there before. There is a small connection for why Leonard Skinner is being the band of the day. Okay. 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 We'll, we'll get the text line in just a I second. I would have gone all like sad music for Kenny, but A, I didn't, I'd already done the music last night. Yeah, you're, and you're B, not going to change that. And B, I just don't, I mean, we don't need to be doing all like depressing all three hours or, you know, two hours. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. It's a celebration of Kenny's career. I did alter it to move with Tuesday Gone, though, in the first segment because I knew we'd be talking about it. Sure. So I did I did make that switch around. I've got to call out. So this happened this morning before we get to the Thornton sex line. I got a text from a buddy who was like, who are the dudes who are on 96.1 right now? They're kind of ripping you. Ooh. And I was like, it's it, it's KRC. It's a Kentucky show. It's two guys. They're actually pretty good guys. Um, but yeah, like I'm sure that he's like, they're talking about the Lions. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, if it's Lions Phantom, I'm sure that's lighthearted. So I did want to hear what was said. So okay. I fired up the podcast and my guy Scooter Dingus, he broke, no. my, he broke my heart this morning. You love I, heard this. I do. Apparently the feeling's not mutual or at least not mutual enough for him not to take unnecessary shots at your boy. I mean, he's a Steeler fan, sort of. So they're talking about the draft and they mentioned like, like TJ makes a, crappy joke he's like, he's like well you know rutherford's a lions fan so he never has to stay up too late uh to watch the pick because they're always picking so early because you know, <laughs> tj's talking about how he's not sure he's gonna be able to make it through the whole first round because he's got kids uh, you know, maybe his packers took 
picked twice, 21 and 26, I believe. And his joke falls flat on his face immediately because he realizes that the Lions actually have two picks, and one of them is the very last pick of the first <laughs> round. So immediately he realizes what he's done. But he's like, yeah, you know, Rutherford usually doesn't have to stay up too late to watch the Lions pick. And then Scooter just thunders in like the GD Kool-Aid man <laughs> and rips me with a... It's more like Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> and rips me with a... And he also doesn't have to stay up too late because he knows no Louisville player is going to be taken too. And, of course, the KRC boys are like, they're like, oh, Scoots, that's the end of hour number one. And I'm just lying there like Walter White, gunshots all through me, blood pouring out, just dead to the world. Spoiler alert. And Scoots is the man who did it. I knew it was you. You broke my heart. A2, Scoots. A2, Scoote. A2, Scoots. It was, I just... Friendly fire, I thought. I thought this was going to be like a lighthearted Lions thing, and then Scooch just, boom, rumbles in with a machete, taking my damn head off. I'm sorry. Who was the IU player going in the first round this year? I mean, fair. But, like. Second like round this year? He knows. What he, he knows. What? He, he knows where Indiana football is. I mean, the thing is, Indiana football, weren't they supposed to win like eight games this year? When they win like three? Oh, yeah, this was going to be the greatest season in NFL football history. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Come on. You ever heard, gla- you know, rock, glass house, don't throw? I mean, come on. Come on, Scoots. Get all the pieces right there. <laughs> that was rock, the- glass houses, don't throw. <laughs> the elements are there. It's, it's like a Picasso. You just have to, like, shift them around to figure out what the exact order is supposed to be. <laughs> it's like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> just put it together, just move things around. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Thornton sex line. I love Fi- how you described my my saying as a Picasso painting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 502-414-1450. Let's go to the Thornton sex line. Uh, Texas says, oh, this is a KRT text. Scoots for the win. Nick needs to stop whining about change. What was Nick whining about? I'm going. I mean, Nick can't talk because Nick Nick is a pseudo Steelers fan, but he just he's not really a. I don't think it was about the NFL. I'm okay. guessing this was about. I'm seeing the text before too, and I think it backs up what my guess is. I would be willing to bet Roush was talking about the change of the paddock that's coming to Churchill Downs. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I could see that. He's a Southend boy. They, they, he loves the racetrack, and I'm on his side in this change. Is they change something about something? There's so little at Churchill Downs that is like for the poor's, like like for the people who don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend. Well, it is the, the horse racing is a sport of kings. It is, but also you can the, one of the cool things about Churchill Downs right now is you can just show up in the paddock and you can see the horses as a, and you can rub elbows with millionaires. Might be, you know, Trevor Kelsey, might be, well, not, I was going to say Bob Baffert, but it's not going to be Bob Baffert. <laughs> might be Elon Musk and Trevor Kelsey just right next to each other checking out a horse before the race. I don't even know if I'd recognize Elon Musk who's next to me. Well, you, you probably should at this point. Yeah. He's he's pretty well known. You see, you can see him a lot. I heard his name. Okay. Well, anyway, they're, they're changing the paddock up, and now it's going to be this. They're putting in seats. They're putting in like a little restaurant area. Like you Ooh, can come and watch the horses take craps before the race while you have a fancy brunch that I'm sure will cost <laughs> you like 35 bucks a plate. And it's just like there's so few things about horse racing in general that are like four people with limited that means don't make six figures. Like, do we have to just monetize field? I mean, that's still for the, 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 it still costs like 60 bucks to get in. That's still for the dusty roads of America. Right. Do we just have to, is there any element of this sport that we can just leave unmonetized in Churchill downs? I, I'm I, look, I, 
I get people who are like, this looks really nice, but it, you can see the spires from outside and, and whatever. Like, it's just, it, I, lo- I love the paddock the way it is. I think it's one of the coolest parts about Churchill Downs, walking right in, seeing that, seeing the, the overview, seeing the names of the Derby winners, seeing the statues, and now it's just going to be kind of, eh, it's going to be different. I can't remember last time I've been to Churchill Downs because I'm not even really familiar with what you're describing. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> sorry. That's why I guess it doesn't affect me. Like, I think, I mean, the, I think the picture you posted on my birthday from the that wasn't. I don't know the Preakness. What was the um, what's that race that comes around here every so often? Talking about Breeders' Cup? No, the one that goes around the world. Um, maybe it was Breeders' Cup. Breeders' Cup travels around the country. Okay, maybe that was it. Uh, that was when I went there. That was yeah. That was last time I think I might have been at Churchill Downs. That was in like 2011, maybe 2012. That exchange right there makes me so happy to talk horse racing next week <laughs> i can't wait can't wait texas is happy retirement to the absolute legend that's kenny klein he's been working for L longer than i've been alive which is just crazy what's the craziest or just out there stat you ever recall hearing from him i don't know if i've heard a crazy stat from him. i mean now i feel like it's it's mostly kelly dickie who's throwing out the crazy outrageous stats um, well, but he gets access to that stuff from Kenny Klein. Um, but he, no, I, I can't remember one that Kenny's just like thrown at me or thrown out there, but I'm sure he has in the past. I love, I mean, one of the coolest things about Kenny Klein is how he and the scores group from U of L worked the final four every single year. Like you watch the final four, Kenny Klein is right there mid court at the scores table every single year. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, the, the one year it didn't happen was, I guess, for COVID reasons, last season was the first time in, like, 35 years that the UofL, like, scoring group hasn't been the group working the Final Four. And he was back there this year. He, he was front and center every time they watched. You know, they showed Coach K. You could see Kenny Klein right there, too. Uh, two legends at their craft, calling it a career at the same time. Unbeknownst to, well, one of us, we knew, but the, the other one did not now until like, today. Now, I feel like just, like, just waiting for Greg Galliott to tell me he's retiring now. Hold Greg Galliott pretty high, high esteem there. Well, he's, he's only, I mean, him and Kenny Klein both have been with their respected teams since, I think, 83. I think it's when Galliott got. To like they have level. been there for a while. I mean, yeah. If you don't know who Greg Galliott is, uh, the, I guess he's he technically dumb. What does he do for the bats exactly? Well, his? he changed his title this year. He's now, like, president overall. Is he, he's had different titles, I know. Once again, but, you're asking me questions. I don't but he's been with the bats since, like, the, almost, I think they came to Louisville in 82. I think he joined the organization in 83. He's been there forever. Yeah, and just some, uh, always loved having him on radio shows talking the old school Redbirds days. Texas says, any truth to the rumors Kenny Payne couldn't deal with another Kenny at L and forced Kenny Klein out? Uh, <laughs> and why was this all Mark Summers' fault? Well, everything's Mark Summers' fault. There's no question about that. The guy from Double Dare? Yeah. Have you not? I've told you this story before. I'm not going to rehash it now, but you rehash all your stories. No, I don't. I, I gloss <laughs> over them because you, you repeatedly don't listen, and I, I'm not going to tell it again. Every I think most people who follow me know the the Mark Summer story. Oh, something about Twitter. He got you got mad at you, right? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. A quick summary. <laughs> about Mark Kind of Twitter. He got mad at you. He got mad at everybody associated with U of L athletics. It was okay. a it was a fun night. Wound up being a not fun game, uh, but no, no truth to the rumors that two Kennys were too many for the U of L athletic program. <laughs> In fact, I think Kenny Payne would would have probably taken a chunk of his paycheck to keep Kenny Klein around for like five more years in his current capacity. Rumor is he was willing to change his name to Ken. Yeah, he was going to go by Kenneth. Just call me KP, yeah. just so we can have Kenny Klein. <laughs> Texas didn't Kenny Klein jump all over Dan Dockage for the stuff he was spewing after the pal stuff? Yeah, I would love for. 
that's one of the stories that I would love for Kenny Klein to put out there. Everybody wants Kenny Klein. It's one of the things that's been out there today. Kenny Klein needs to write a tell-all book. And it's. I think it's mostly people wanting to hear the behind-the-scenes dirt with all the scandals at UofL. I want to hear about him almost kicking Dan Dockage's ass, which it was the... It was the ACC Big Ten Challenge game where we played Michigan State, and they called us. And he had just sent out the tweets the week before about, you know, karma is a mother, about Damian Lee and Trey Lewis, and he'd ripped on – he says, you know, we need to fire Patino. And he, like, kind of said something to Kenny Klein, and Kenny just wasn't taking it. Kenny Klein fired back, and Dockage is going at him. And, like, they kind of had to be like – and if you come after basically anybody associated with UofL, I'm like, they can handle themselves. Like, that's fine. And Kenny definitely can handle himself. But if you come after Kenny Klein – we're going to riot. Like, we're coming for you with pitchforks. We're, we're coming after you. And Dockage, he felt that fire and, and deserves to. I mean, Dockage is an ass. He sucks. Uh, for a variety of reasons, but namely because he came after Kenny Klein. Texas, please, God, does Kenny Klein have a child? He does. A grandchild, a niece or nephew, somebody who has a blood of Klein flowing through their veins to take over his position. Um, his He's got a son who was who did suffer at UofL for a while, but is not. I think he moved up to Boston, I want to say, fairly recently. I think that was the last time I got an update on him. Um, but he's, I don't think, going to do SID stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know where we go from here. It's an unanswerable question, Trevor. There's somebody we, this isn't a move to bring in Will Wagner's SID, is it? I've seen that joke, too. Okay, I was, that actually wasn't trying to be a joke. That was actually some of concern. You know who's coming. <laughs> Brad Calipari. Oh, no. U of L S I D Brad. I think Calipari. he already got the job at uh hell, I already forgot where he went. Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> With that uh, Clark Kellogg. I did not think well, Derek. Oh my bad, yeah. <laughs> my, Clark Kellogg, my oops. Texas says sixty dollar infield tickets, where you see them at. It's actually well, it's actually sixty five dollars now for general admission. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, general admission should never be more than twenty five. I used to, and I will say this now, I hope that the, I don't know, open enough time has passed that I can't get in trouble for this, and I apologize to Churchill Downs, but you make more than enough money. I had a nice run of sneaking into Derby <laughs> several years in a row where we'd be walking up, one of my buddies would be like, we'd find the one turnstile like where people weren't working, we're like, all right, let's go, let's go, just keep walking, just keep walking, and like people are going to call, it. people are going to be like, hey! And you just got to keep going. And like, we did. What was the, uh, the the legend of the guy that snuck into like 12 straight Super Bowls back in the early days? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's even on the cover of the uh, Super Bowl three. with uh, You can see him. He's wearing like a security jacket, help holding up uh, you, uh, uh, Eubanks, the, the coach of uh, the, the God, That's right. You're right. He's like, he's, he's a guy snuck in. He had no we, I think he went to like the first 12 or 13, maybe more than that. I even did it one year when the NFL Network did on him. I even did it one year when, like, we'd kind of gotten past the college infield age and stuff. Like, we're, like I was, like, dressed up. Like, had a girlfriend. Like, we were going in, Ooh. like, doing, like, the nice thing. And, like, I saw one of my buddies who, like, I always did it with, like, making the, the move. And I was like, I was like, here's 50 bucks. I'll see you inside. Like, I just, like, went, <laughs> like, went after it. Was, I was like, I got to do it. I got to keep the streak alive. What do you want me to do? It was such a great feeling when you got in there and you saved yourself. It was, it was 50 when I started going to Derby. When you saved yourself that 50 bucks. You felt like you had saved yourself five hundred. I'm like, I'm gonna hundred dollars to win first race, baby. Like plus that, like I don't have this much money to spend. But it was a great feeling. It's not about you needing the money. It's the, the it's the, the the rush of doing it. It was more about the money for me, saving the money for me at that, that point. Maybe with both. Because then you get in there and like beers are like, oh, twelve dollars for a beer. <sighs> ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Texas says get rid of the Duncan Cardle bird and put Kenny's face on the floor at the Yum Center. Yeah. <laughs> 
taking pictures of Kenny Clarendon. Yeah. <laughs> just for a year. Great. Just for a year. In the little rotating thing in the back on, on the scores table, instead of showing, you know, how we, we've been in the top six of attendance or whatever, just put Kenny's face across it all the way around all the way, and just have rotating. <laughs> pictures of Kenny Klein in just different scenarios all the time. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Texas says, speaking of people on radio shows making fun of you, Marcus Maven makes fun of a person who wanted Steve Forbes as head coach at UofL by doing an impression, and it is not complimentary. I couldn't help but think about you liking Forbes. Is Maven taking shots at me? I, you have to be the only one that was on the Steve Forbes bandwagon to that level. I would think so. I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. I don't even think people like Forbes like him that much. I love Steve Forbes. I know you do. Well, that's not nice. I love Marcus, but... If he is, yeah. Well, I mean, if anyone's gonna make fun of me, I, he, I'm the one. That, that, what I think, put him to to, to know a lock. I mean, Steve <laughs> Forbes also was ACC Coach of the Year. Like, it's not like he's doing a bad job down there. Surprised, yeah. I think I'd be in his crosshairs more than you. Well, what are you gonna do? You know, one just knows me. That's the good thing. Texas says Kenny Klein's the type of dude to play the Wii without the safety strap. You're damn right. <laughs> damn right. It's a great text. Texas Churchill hates us. They're trying to price us out. It's starting to make me hate them, and I'm a diehard horse fan too. Well, that's this is nothing new. I mean, that's been going on for a long time. Like Churchill's, they're going to play to a certain crowd with a certain amount of money. That's that much has been made apparent over the years. Texas Mike, I'm taking some friends to Churchill for opening night, and a lot of them haven't been. What do you recommend betting style? I thought we could split a pick five. Usually when I go to Churchill, I like to do the exactas and trifectas. Any advice? I mean, $2 dollars across the board. If if it's people who don't do a whole lot of like horse racing and just want to have fun, I think show pools are the best way to go. Do you know what show pool is? Not a clue. Like everybody puts in 50 bucks, depending on whatever you're financial situation is like you, you know you can put 100 bucks or 50 bucks 200 bucks I've 20 bucks more 10 but go on yeah so everybody you pull your money and you make you, you bet that on a horse with with good odds one of the favorites doesn't have to be the favorite pick but pick a horse that you really like and bet all the money on it to show to finish third yeah i know third yeah i do know win play show and so so long as that horse hits the board you're going to win some money yeah and then you just keep rolling that over race after race after race and you try to go for the whole card um uh, like TJ, I, I heard him talking about him doing this on the batch party that they went to when they went to Keeneland a couple of weeks ago, and they had gotten to like. And the thing is, the race where they lost it was like I, I remember the car. I thought it was the easiest race. They didn't pick the winner. I'm like, what are you guys doing? But they picked a horse that came in, in fourth. But if you if you hit for a long period of time, like you can make a decent amount of money because you end up baking like betting three hundred fifty dollars or something on a horse to show. Um, and every now and then you'll get a race where there's not a big time favorite maybe you put that money on like an eight to five shot and returns decent enough that you just keep keep going keep going i think it's the most fun way to get everybody involved and kind of figure out how to bet because otherwise it becomes it's really tough to explain horse racing to people unless you're just telling them pick the horse you like and bet it to win which is also a simple way to go i mean i, I always do across i'll do win play show I do two dollars across the board every time. Like I like doing a lot of exotic bets. Uh, like I, I play a lot of pick fours. I don't do pick fives. Are they get a little bit expensive I've if you're playing them solo? Never done the trifecta super. I've never done any of that stuff. I do a lot of key trifectas. If you, if you feel confidently about a horse on top, it's going to win. Key that horse to win. Bet multiple horses underneath it to try to make a trifecta bet or an exact bet. Um, I feel but, like next week I should be replaced by my uncle. You'd have more fun talking. That's fine. Him. But to answer the question, I, I think show pools are the best way to go for people who are just trying to to have some fun. 
I say that, and like this person's probably good. they're going to do it, pull all their money in the first race, and like the favorite's going to come in seventh. Like, well, get Rutherford out of here. That was not fun at all. It's terrible. <laughs> Should put all that money on the long shot then. Texas says Churchill Downs pricing out all as Joe Schmoes. Pretty soon the infield will be out at the football stadium parking lot. I hope not. I hope the infield always stays relatively the same. The one old man take that I have, and the teens have roasted me about this before, and this was like eight years ago when I was far closer to being <laughs> quote-unquote young than I am now. Than you are to me. I don't understand this new trend, and I get I say new trend. It's, it's been this way for like 10 to 15 years now. Like high school kids that go to Oaks and Derby and go to the, the infield, they get like dressed up now. Not like full-on suits and stuff, but they'll wear, you know, like, like – polos and vineyard vines and like dress up and like pink like we used to wear just funny t-shirts and the shorts that you were willing to part with the moment you left like shorts that you could like throw away as you were walking yeah, out of going to the infield to me be like going to like a, a an outdoor field concert yeah i mean it's, it's pretty yeah, much what it yeah, is yeah i mean it's just i've never been to the infield but i mean i've been to close to 100 if not more you know concerts where i'm in you know in a field you know in a like an amphitheater like a deer creek or something watching it and out in the area yeah, you don't wear. I mean, you're gonna get grass stains, mud. I mean, it's gonna be hot. You're gonna be sweating. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd use it, yeah. Unless it's a shirt like you said, you know, like a goofy T-shirt, I can wash and wear anything nice. I mean, I'm just basically going. That's just gonna be nasty at the end of the day. I mean, we went to Derby. We went to Oaks every year in high school, and then we went to Derby like my junior and senior year. And you know, guys would wear crappy khaki shorts and like a funny T-shirt, maybe like a. Like an old polo, if you yeah. like, were willing to get fa- like that was fa- as fancy as you got. Girls would wear like jean shorts or khaki shorts and like a t shirt. Like it was not anything like it seems like it is now, where these kids are getting dressed up almost as much as the people you see in the actual grandstands. Like nerds. Yeah, it's a it's a weird weird thing. I mean, I wore a Carcetti for Mayor t shirt to the infield like three years in a row. Were they drinking Zima? Dated reference. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. I mean, I said White Claw. Isn't that, isn't that the new Zima? Uh, Texas, it's all about the IG post, Mike. I guess it is. But th- this has kind of been a IG? thing, though, before Instagram. Instagram. Oh. This was kind of a thing before Instagram, though. Like, this was... I felt like I saw it for the first time when I was going to the track, like, like my late 20s. So, like, oh, like 10 years ago, pretty much. Maybe 15 years ago. So, even, like, pre-Twitter days. Yeah, pre-before you I mean, were... Twitter everybody was trying to flex like, on social media. Twitter came out, like, 08. 08, yeah. Yeah, but it didn't really, like, boom until closer to, like, 9, I think, or 10. It yeah. took a year to get going. Yeah. I guess. I, I just don't. Uh, whatever. The kids kids <laughs> these days. There we go. There's the old man se- segment of the day. I mean, I get it if you're like going to an Alabama football game and it's like their tradition to wear it. But well, yeah, <laughs> but this is totally different. I, it, it, the infield's supposed to be gross. That's what it is. Maybe that's it's why Trump Downs started charging people more. Like, hey, these kids look like they've got some cash. Let's Maybe. Them, that's who we to blame. These kids ruined everything. Yeah, the geeks who started showing up wearing nice clothes to the infield. Thanks. Hope you're going to pay the difference for us uh, other Joe Schmoes. The infield was such an eye-opening experience. It's like a 15, 16-year-old kid. Just like <laughs> boobs everywhere. Very creepy old men with like handheld, ca- handheld cameras, like taking videos. Of these. I just remember thinking like if I end up, if it I ever. that creepy looking. <laughs> it was so creepy. I was like, these people are just the scum of the earth. I was like, if I ever ended up that, just like, just kill me. Just, just get rid of me. If I'm a creepy man who's like filming these teenage girls doing stuff. Like it was, I didn't know that that world existed until I started going to Oaks and then later to Derby in high school. I was going to say, you didn't know it existed. You just described girls gone wild. <laughs> But this to this extent though, there's like that guy owned an island. Some girls that I knew, and like then like 55 year old men being like, Ugh, like <laughs> <"Ew, laughs> heebie jeebies. Um, yeah, 
Texas said, KP forced Kenny to finally fix the rims. Fix the damn rims, Kenny. One last time. Fix the damn rims. Texas, it looks like the SID headquarters are in Greenwood, Indiana, south of Indy. <laughs> we need Trevor up there wearing a Snuggie for an on-site <laughs> show protesting the NCAA. If there's, if, you, if there's a legit physical SID Hall of Fame, I will go to it. I we, will make a weekend road trip to go we to We need it. to do a show from there. Yes. To honor Kenny Klein. Yes. We should be there right now. I'll get like a big cutout, like you know, like Zach had of Kelly under his bed. Yeah, of Kenny Klein. I'll get, I'll get one of those, and we'll put it like we'll get a few of them of him doing different, like you know, poses, and we'll put them around us. <laughs> <laughs> Takes that I'm going to my first Thurby strictly to see my man Nathaniel Ratliff and bleep on high schoolers wearing suits. I hope I don't even see a racehorse. Yeah, this is the first year where they're opening the infield for Thurby. How long before Thurby has moved aside and it becomes something on Wednesday because Thurby's become too more popular? I've got somebody sent, because I mentioned this on the radio a I mean, few years like, ago, and like somebody open- who's trying to do this movement sent me all these Werby t-shirts Werby. <laughs> and koozies. They're like, we're trying to make Werby a thing. And I was like, I, I told you it was coming. I think where it has to stop, when you get to Turby, nah. Turby is too close to turd. It just, it, <laughs> it won't work. Werby has to be the limit. I'm thinking like we go like a whole weekend, like the whole week, and then we bleed into this week currently. Maybe. I mean, because for a long time, take like, a month off. For a long time, like Derby was like the festivals that we have right now, the festivities we have right now was only like one week. I can't remember when it moved to two weeks. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. Like that was it was you know Thunder, and then the next Saturday was Derby, and you know that's how it usually used to be. And then I guess they moved to two weeks because you know you got more stuff to do and blah blah blah. But yeah, so at one point, you know, it's like it's like the uh, Black Friday sales. Like people are like leaving now instead of like on Friday morning. Like I got you know, I hear people going like on Thursday, like after they eat their Thanksgiving lunch, and then they go to the Target because it's already open on Thanksgiving. It's like at some point you just gotta say, mm. stop. We know it's popular. We know everybody loves it. Stop. We're actually going to Thurby this year. I'm very excited. Never about been. It. It's gonna be. Uh, it's a good time. But we're not gonna do Oaks or Derby this year. So I'm I'm pretty pumped. You're gonna be it. mad at me. I didn't even know what Thurby was until like ten years ago. I'm not mad. I'm I'm not surprised at all. I'm I surprised mean, you knew what it is now. I think it's mainly because of like TJ. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, Texas says wokes. Yeah, that's, I, I've, I've thought about that before too. Wokes. Yeah. The political connotation though now. Oh, people would be upset about it. <laughs> nah, yeah, you can't. That's true. Yeah. Even the horses are getting wokes. Like that's not what it means. It's O A K, not O K E. I mean, Come on. Do we close schools for Thurby as well by now? Because we used to we used to get out of school. Well, we didn't get out of school. I guess technically kids get out of school now for Oaks, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, I know, again, back in my day, we didn't get out, but no one was ever there anyway. So I guess you we might used as to well. get out. When I was in like school, you but I'm not no one, that much younger than you. But no one ever showed up anyway on Friday. Yeah, we were always like, were it, was, it was like pointless. Like this, I think eventually they were like, screw this. This is why we've been open. Uh, I guy, remember I went one year and there was like one of four. I was one of four kids at, in Zachary Taylor. This guy sent in a picture. So this was me in 2017. I walked into night racing with this stroller, no child, over 40 beers and fireball in the <laughs> sippy cup. Churchill can't stop the pours. We're still coming. You're damn right. I love it. I told you the story about like when I went to Indy 500 last year for the first time. I, I texted Mark Titus. I'm like, I feel like I'm in Amsterdam right now. You can bring in beer. You can bring in food. Like I've been sneaking alcohol into Churchill Downs since I was like 14 years old. Like this is. A fascinating world to me, but I've never been quite as brilliant as this man right here. I did put it in my shoes one year and exploded as I was walking in. I was like, 
How'd you put it? You it was what? a terrible idea. I put it in like a, a plastic, like a sandwich bag, just like the liquid, like vodka, and put it, like I had it taped to other places, but like I also put like, one, I had nowhere room for one to go, and I just put it in my shoe. I'm like, this will be fine. How did it fit in your shoe? You just put it underneath my foot, and of course it just, it broke. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought it what was- What was, the, did it break like as soon as you stood up? No, it made it until like, I quite literally as I was walking up to like the gate to get I mean, into Churchill Downs. What kind of baggy, that's some hefty, hefty, hefty bag that didn't well, bust on that. I mean- Look, we're all young. You, I can't imagine the. We all make silly decisions. I can't imagine the sandwich baggie that would last the, the, the weight of my, my big ass standing it, up on it. It wasn't as bad. I, I did get caught like full on one time and like had to like untape all the ones on my upper thigh, which was an embarrassing moment. Like just like lifting up my my khaki shorts and like all the way up to like my nads, pretty much, and being like, "Yep, there's another one up there." Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I got caught. It's bad. <laughs> Patted me down. They felt it. <laughs> what do you want me to do? You're going to break on that. Uh, we'll come back. When, when, sure. when did we just roll over? When did you become me on this show? I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Uh, we have plenty more text about all of this stuff. We'll get into the... By the way, real quickly, before we do go to break, to confirm, day 13 of Arby's has happened. Trevor has brought Arby's... To the show, 13 consecutive days. We're closing in on DiMaggio. Oh, tomorrow's going to be tough. You can't over oh, a remote. And I've get, because of the remote, I've got to get there early, so I'm going to be getting there closer to like 2 to get set up. Is this how the streak ends? He's 13 too. This is like DiMaggio hit streak when he's been walked three times and only has one official plate appearance. I mean, you you got to make, you got to, you got to get it done. I feel like I support some of the more of this middle yellow out and in honor of the streak, maybe. <laughs> Texas says Mike is a premature buster. Well done. <laughs> well done. All right. On that note, we're going to break when we come back. Hour number two with the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. Oh, won't you give me three steps? Give me three steps. Give me three steps towards the door. People requesting more of this. It's got to be Freebird, though. Oh, Freebird. Play Freebird! I always remember, probably even when I knew really Leonard Skinner was, I just remember this like Saturday Night Live skit with David Spade. We talking about going to the Leonard Skinner concert. He's like, play Freebird! And he plays like, all right, let's leave! I love <laughs> Which being... Which is so BS, because Leonard Skinner's entire... I mean, that was a great list of great songs. I love jokingly being that guy, and then having it sort of drift into not jokingly being that guy. Like, we went to a Gavin DeGraw concert when he had had, like, his first song was that I don't want to... Remember that? I don't want to be anything other than what okay. I be. Yeah. I know. I didn't... It's good, because I didn't know who Gavin McGraw was the DJ. Right. Yeah. He ended up having a few more, but this was, like, when that song had just... Like, it was a scheduled concert, so it was at... I think it was at Bellarmine. It was real small, and, like, that song had just started to get popular, and, like, the whole... Like, I'm drunk, and, like, I don't know. Nobody, nobody knows any other song. I'm just like, play I Don't Want to Be! Like, just being the biggest ass of all time. I mean, I think... I don't, I, I've never saw him in concert, but I read this, and I thought, I, I thought it was, I loved it, where... That Billy... I, I mean, maybe he's changed it since the Little Nas song, 
but Billy Ray Cyrus would open every concert and close every concert with Achy Breaky Heart. Like, Honestly, he, probably the right way to I go mean, about it. Why wouldn't you? I mean, let's be honest. If you're Billy Ray Cyrus, like 95% of the people there are probably there to see you just sing Billy, Achy Breaky Heart. Play the hit. Yeah. Play the I mean, hit. I, I, you know what's weird, though, is you mentioned that it was Leonard Skinner, and I saw Leonard Skinner in concert. Um, I mean, it was, I want to say, nine, maybe 99, 90, it was in the waterfront. And honestly, I don't remember hearing, Leonard, I don't remember hearing Freebird. I mean, they had to have played it. And it was, that was a long day because that was the day I got busted by the A team. Oh. Yeah, and they, they confiscated everything, but didn't like only charge me for one item, but I had, they took like five from me. So, I mean, I was like, yeah, you're welcome. There's a give and a take to everything. Yeah, but they only gave me a ticket and let me go back. So, I, I, I you know, I, I, I take one for the team, I guess. Can we talk about this video real quick that I, I just saw? I was alerted to it. It's been out for an hour. Sydney Curry. Sydney Curry. Drilling threes from the corner. Uh, I don't even want to know about that. I said, I, I watched it during the break, and I put out a tweet. I'm like, he hit six in a row. And so after the first couple, I'm like, you know, this is cool, but it's a guy not being guarded, working out alone, no pressure. Who knows? Maybe he missed some that the, the camera wasn't rolling for. And then after shots like four through six, I'm like, okay, he's winning national player of the year. He's going number one overall in the draft. Wait a minute. He might play the two guard this year. Are we sure? This looks like that video, the gif of the guy uh, of the, the black kid holding his hands on his face and rotating around the other group of kids. You know what I'm talking about? The, oh, yeah. people always put up for like no reason because they think somebody said something. Like, I think this is like one shot and it's just being rotated. No, it's no, not. I mean, not your eyes. Never mind the guy. Well, the guy runs at him at the end. Yeah, I didn't see that at the very end. I was because it looks like he's doing the exact same motion in every shot. Well, he's just that good. It's muscle I mean, memory, Trevor. This is how you become a lethal outside shooter. This is how Steph Curry became Steph Curry. Sid Curry, Steph Curry. I watched last some of that Golden State game last night. Steph Curry's just not human. He's incredible. And I mean, it's just it's insane. So he hit he hit one like just coming off of a screen, body halfway bent in half, and with Jokic in his face, and just nailed it. He's unbelievable. It was that's just so fun to watch. Yeah, until everyone wants to be like him, and then you watch six minutes of people taking horrible shots god you're so old i mean you're so <laughs> old it's unbelievable back in my i'd much rather watch a guy back some dude down for eight seconds than miss Listen, a baby hook curry taking these shots is only curry's the only one that needs to be taking these shots anyone else it's a stupid decision to make sydney curry maybe clay Thompson. you talking about sydney or stuff both because sydney curry is making it rain in this video i'm calling it 55 percent from three next year <laughs> Two or four. National player of the year. Well, that wouldn't be 55. I mean, we're not going to get a Montrez Hero season, are we, out of this? I mean, I just comes I, out and starts shooting threes the whole time. The I year. mean, if the other parts of his game are Montrez Harrell esque, I'll take it. Well, yeah. I did love that he. I like how me and him look very similar without our shirts on, too. If I shaved my chest and my stomach, <laughs> I'd look exactly like that. <laughs> if I shaved my back. Would... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Texture says, because the we mentioned before break, 13 straight days of Arby's for Trevor now. We are 43 shy of DiMaggio. <laughs> 43. So Texture says, is Trevor team curly or crinkle fries? I know the answer, but I'll let you give it to the people. Uh Crinkle fries. Even though I really don't like the, I was a homestyle fry guy. I the crinkle fries actually are kind of nasty. I'm not a fan of either. I'll get the curly only when I get some cheese to dip it in, though. Like the cheese sauce to dip it in, that's good. 
Then again, any fries good with some cheese on it. Now this texture's kind of calling you out. And I'm out for what? What I do? First, he says the easiest way to get what you want in is not going through the infield gates when they all open again. And then says Trevor is an Arby's poser. He didn't know what the RBQ was. Just disgusting, Trevor. I don't. What is the RBQ? Is it like an RB barbecue sandwich or something? I don't know. You're supposed to be an expert here. Is RBQ? Isn't it the sauce? The sauce is disgusting. Well, Arby sauce. Well, horsey sauce is incredible. Horsey sauce. Horsey is, sauce makes Arby's. Ugh. Texas says TK is the Wade Boggs of Arby's. <laughs> I wonder if people get that reference, by the way. <laughs> There's no way it's true, right? What, they eat chicken every day before a game? Oh, I thought it was about the, the, the beers and the cross-country flight. <laughs> Wait, what? The, you, the Wade Boggs drank like 52 beers on a cross-country flight? Oh, I don't remember that story. I, I know he's, he was supposed to, he would eat chicken every day before every game. Well, then that would be probably the more. I I, thought, they're I, probably I, thinking about I your story. I thought they were referencing because I've eaten, I've eaten you know, Arby's every day for 13 days coming in here. And the other story is that he downed 107 beers in a single day. Nice. There's no way that's true. I mean... He says he did. Would you believe... I mean, you believe, though, you believe the drinking stories of, like, Andre the Giant, though, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. He's a big dude. He's in, like a, more than a man, <laughs> less than a guy. You know, he was only like really six nine and a half, almost six, just about under six ten. Really? I would guess he was like six eleven at there, least. There's, I mean, he was built over seven feet. Like the, some of the infamous pictures of him next to Vince, where he looks just huge. Uh, he's actually standing on phone books to make him look even bigger. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. I mean, it's just uh, still a large. It's human. a thing of legends that that you know would would move on. You're gonna tell me the whole wrestling's fake now. No. Yeah. Just predetermined. Just predetermined. There's a difference. Texture says, did Trevor get the meat mountain yet? No. no Trevor not. doesn't stray. I'll tell you what, I did, I did, I almost got something different today. Like, I pulled up, because there was a little bit of a line, and I pulled up, and... You're in such a rhythm, though. I don't want you to get I know, out of it. And I do, like, just, I'm, I'm a basic guy. I mean, I'm a simple man. I'm, I'm an infield dude. And I was looking, because their chicken sandwiches are really good. I do love me a you know chicken bacon Swiss sandwich. I usually just don't get it when I come to work. But I looked over and I noticed they do have now like a spicy chicken sandwich. I thought, ooh, mm-hmm. that sounds good. And mm-hmm. then I remembered, I was like, man, I'm in a hurry because I got get, to get to the station because I got to use the bathroom. And the spicy chicken does not sound that good now. Okay. So I was like, I'm just going to go with roast beef. <laughs> okay. The guy, I, like, when I don't get my normal drive through guy, he, my normal guy was there giving me the food, but he wasn't taking the order. He seems baffled when I order my, when I place my order, but I don't want the combo. Like, I'm just like, I just want the sandwich and the drink. He's like, and would you like curly or homes or crinkle fries? I'm like, every time I'm like, no, I just want the thing. He's like, okay. It is odd that that would be the exclusion. The only thing stranger would be if you had the combo without the sandwich. I, feel like I just some- don't, I don't want any fries. I really don't want the fries. I know. Well, I mean, I do the same thing when I go almost to McDonald's. I'll get like a drink and a sandwich. By okay. All right. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, last, no, we're not moving on. I love the Arby's talk. We have an actual NFL draft slash Louisville football question here. Okay. Now you got me, me tempted. Texture says, any chance that any Louisville player hears the name called in this draft? Yes. <sighs> CJ Avery, but it might be seventh round. I think. I mean, I mean, I'm being serious when I say late sixth, seventh round. I but. only think that two have a chance, and CJ Avery's one. I think Quinterio Cole has a better chance, but it's slight. Like CJ Avery, I can see latching onto a roster as like a special teams guy. He has that kite, but he's too small to play linebacker in the NFL. And he's six foot even, isn't he? He's 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 yeah, a little guy, a little bit lower. I mean, I mean, he was small for a power conference linebacker. In I college. mean, he could you could just put him over at like a, a nickel safety. I, that's what I, I mean. That's the only way that I can see him sticking in the NFL as like a as more than a special teams guy is in that role. Yeah. And so for that reason, I think 
Q Cole is more of an established like he's he's a safety. He's going to play that position at the NFL. Um, I think he's clearly Louisville's best draft prospect. If anybody hears their name called, I think it'll end up being him. Um, he was the only player that we had invited to the combine. He you know he's the only guy that has popped up. I think on any of these mock drafts, even though most of them have no Louisville players. I would wager a hefty amount of money if I had a hefty amount of money on no players being taken but if one does I think it, it's probably Cole and it's probably going to be on uh, last day. Saturday yeah. afternoon. you're going to hate this because you hate when I ask you questions that I know you know you don't know the answer for <laughs> Kelly Dick if you're listening post this last time Louisville won a whole draft without an NFL player draft actually I do know this it was, oh, just, you, it was 2019 it was just a couple years ago oh was it just a couple years yeah. ago okay because it's only happened that has to be like a weird hiccup though was it was that one missed and then there are a bunch right after that it's the it's, it was the first time since 2013 Okay. That we hadn't had a player drafted, so this would so be. Only, the, I'm sorry. This okay. would be the second time since 2013 if it happens this draft. That's not a bad. It's not too shabby. No, not for. I mean, for the University of Louisville. I mean, for a school that's no one outside the city would ever consider it being a Louisville a football team. I mean, yeah. I mean, we went a a long, long time uh, without really like a consistent draft presence, and then. Um, it, been the case. I mean, I thought we had a decent probably stretch in the 2000s, did we not? Oh, we did. We, I mean, we had two guys taken last draft, Tutu and Dez. Yeah. Makai Becton in 2020. Nobody in 2019. Four players taken in 2018. Two in 2017. One in 2016. We had the huge 2015 draft where we had what? 10 people taken? One, two, year we three, had... four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Um, Man, that would have won a Kentucky bet there, Roush. Four in 2014. None in 2013, one in 2012, three in 2011, none in 2010, and then even the Crackthorpe years, two in 2009. Uh, I mean, God, we had five guys taken in the 2008 draft from a team <laughs> that did finished below 500. That's embarrassing. Um, that's, that's actually unreal. <laughs> 2007, four players taken. 2006, four players taken. 2005, six players taken. So, yeah, we had a... We had a, a Real nice run there for a while, and we've kind of hit a little bit of a lull here recently. A couple, and this is just like getting guys in like the sixth round or seventh round or fifth round. Oh no! I mean, a few of those years, we had multiple players go in the first round. Twenty fourteen, we had three, three in the first round. That was that would have been uh, was that the uh, Marcus Smith, Teddy yes. Bridgewater, and Calvin Pryor. Calvin Pryor, yeah. And then we, I mean, and the worst one went to the Eagles. And there was recently as of course it's twenty eighteen. We had Lamar and Jair. Taken in the first round together. Yeah. Two studs. Two studs. I mean, we've, yeah, we, a decent amount of first round picks over the years. Eric Wood was a first round pick in 09. Um, we had a bunch of guys taken in 08, none in the first round. But we've, you know, Devontae was a first round pick. Sheldon Rankins was a first round pick. Um, who am I forgetting? Makai Becton was the, is the most recent one. Yeah, he was. And, and, and we, we discussed this because uh, Moby Koye was the highest pick at 10. Right. But it's the actual highest pick, well, the, the guy from, but it was like that he was number nine overall back in like the fifties. Whose name I never every time we have this conversation, I never can remember his name. Um, but he still is the highest highest draft pick of all time. That would be Ken Cortes. Ken Cortes, thank you. From nineteen sixty four. The St. Louis Cardinals in nineteen sixty four. Yep, correct. He was a uh, a defensive tackle. Don't think we're breaking that record this year. He was but... taken by the Chiefs, ironically, in the third round of the AF AFC draft though. And I am contractually obligated to mention this since it is draft day. The Detroit Lions, Kelly Dickey's favorite fact, the only team in the NFL that has never drafted a Louisville Cardinal. 
I mean, come on. I'm not saying it's that not, this goes hand in hand with the fact that it's arguably the least successful franchise in the history of the NFL. Yeah. But maybe just take a damn Cardinal and see what happens. All I'm saying, lines. I mean, I mean, throw CJ, make, you know, Avery a bone in the sixth round. Just make a play. Just, just do it. Just to see how it feels. Just to see if it works. Just you know. Can you tell me the first Cardinal ever drafted? I mean, I, I can look it up, but I've no <laughs> top of my head zero idea. That's for 1942. Clore Mosher was taken by the Steelers in the 14th round, 121st overall. Who? <laughs> Clore. S-C- Clore? C-L-U-R-E. Clore? Clore Mosher. What a name. He was a center guard. I was going to say, he has to be a lineman. No, well, center guard linebacker. <laughs> this is all three positions. Good Lord. Of course, uh, just a few years. Not, we didn't have another pick until 1952. By my boys, the Eagles. Took a fullback named John Brewer. Well, hold on. We had a player named Bob Todd taken in the 1949 draft. I didn't see him listed. Round there. 13, pick nine. And then we had Joe Tevue taken in the 1950 draft. Uh, are you sure? Positive. I'm looking at it right now. Bob Todd, Chicago Cardinals, took him in 1949. Joe Travue, Cleveland Browns, took him in 1950. Uh, Round 18. Are you questioning the uh, sports reference people? I am. I'm on Wikipedia, which is inherently better. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Wikipedia, who has Brandon Hutley, uh, Hatfield Hutley is a Duke player? Well, not anymore. Oh, yeah. But they do have actual pages for Bob Todd and Joe Travu. Bob Todd. They made that up. Bob Todd. That's a made-up name. Bob Todd. That's the, isn't that the guy that gave the painting to Vince Vaughn? No. That was just Todd. It was a gift, Todd. That was just Todd. Um, Johnny Nidus was third. Texas says, Trevor, who do you want the Eagles to take tonight? Uh, I really want Jamison Williams. If we're going to go wide receiver, which I'm sure we will once uh, with one of our two first-round picks, I'd like Jamison Williams. I just don't know what we'd have to give up to move up to get him because he's probably going to go before 15. And if we wait to pick at 15, we're probably going to end up with like Drake London out of USC, and I do not want that. Have you like scouted this? So you've like looked at film with these guys, and you know who's good and who's not oh, in, in your eyes? Oh, yeah. So you like you're one of these people. Like, when we take a guy that I've not heard of, like I can admit it. I'm like I've got no idea if this guy's good or not. I can't like be like, oh god, oh no. I, mean, I go break down the film as much. No, but I mean I, I read. I go look up their stats. I watch. You know, I read up on them. So you're you you have a list already of guys that you want and do not want for this pick. Yes, I wish I did. Like I I, I, I wish I felt like I had more of an educated opinion going into this because, like whoever the Lions take it to and be like, okay, cool. I hope he's good. I mean, I would be okay with, with Chris Olive. I think I always forget about that, but it's technically pronounced. I want to call him just Olive. But, like, I would like him, but I'm just worried. Like, he's just a carbon copy of what we have in Devontae Smith already. We need somebody to take the roof off our defense. Devontae's not a speedster. He's more of a, a, a route guy, like a Stephon Diggs. If I'm lucky he gets to be that good. Uh, so we need somebody to blow the roof off the, the defense. Quiz Watkins, who we have at Southern Miss, is good, but not – I mean, he's, he's just pure speed guy. We need somebody with a little bit more – Depth to him, and that's Jameson Williams. Okay. He, and um, if you don't know who that is, he was a huge recruit at Ohio State, then transferred to Alabama last year for one year. Now he's going pro. Um, real quick before we get to the, the text line, did you see Peyton Siva signed a contract with Panathinaikos? And if that name sounds familiar, it's the Greek team that Rick Pitino coached for a oh, couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds a little bit, yeah. Peyton's do I mean, that's a tier one Euro League team. Good. You're making, I, I believe, like the How league. Is Peyton too the now? league minimum is like 500k. Like he's making good money overseas, playing for all these years. I know he was playing in the the German league for a long time and having success over there. So I mean, Peyton graduated in 2013. He's probably I don't know 32, 33. 
somewhere around there. That's to say he's got to be getting somewhat up there. Probably nearing the end of his career. So to get contracts like this this late to be playing on a top tier Euro League team, like that's a it's a big deal. And I know for somebody that wants to be UK hater and be like, oh, what's your how many people always go over and play? Let's not forget those they have the rules of you're allowed to have two Americans like per team on those teams usually. <laughs> I think it's changed in some. And they changed a little bit some of these places, but I think that's still kind of the standard for most foreign leagues. And, and I know there's a, a depth, but when you're if you're on one of these like higher upper league four teams, like you're just mentioning, and you're one of those guys that I mean that tells you. So I mean, there's not scrubs over there. Like I remember when I was betting on the the Saudi Arabian basketball league on on, on Uncle Bo because I was bored <laughs> one one summer. Oh, I kid you not, I did well. Uh, 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 what was it? Uh, uh, Makai uh, Treb something or whatever team I did real well on, but I I didn't know anything about them. All I did was I looked at their roster and see which former college players they had on the whoever had the more college players I re- recognized more was the team I'd bet on. And like I remember one, I think the one I ended up doing well on had like Dalvin Cook and Glenn Rice Jr. on it. And but not Dalvin Cook, but what was the guy that played at Ohio State? The the th- the, the third guy that came out with Odin and them but never made it. Went to Miami. Daquan Cook. Daquan Cook. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, they were both on the team, and I was like, wow, two good scores and, and a collegiate and possibly even in, in D-League level. I'm going with these guys, and they, they, I did well. I am fascinated by the when EuroLeague clips or just cl- sometimes clips from just random leagues in various countries come up, and you see like a college superstar, and then I spend a solid chunk of my NBA playoff viewing Doing the thing where I'm like, this guy's in the NBA, <laughs> you know. I'm like, I'm like Ben Hansbrough's playing for this team. Like Gary Payton the second is now playing for <laughs> Golden State. I mean, yeah, like all these like all these college players that I thought were just okay 11 years ago. I'm like, this guy's still in the league. What are, what are we doing here? And then you see some of these players that I thought, man, that guy's going to be playing professional basketball in America for a very high price for a long time. I'm like, oh, he's playing in Ireland. What are we doing here? What's happening? I mean, Gary Payton the second wasn't even a good college player. I'll never forget the who was the, the the nerdy looking dude from Marquette who just rained threes. It's about Novak. They had like five of them, but I, I think it was Steve Novak. When I the realized big, the he, big six ten white dude, yeah. Well, they had like they had a Fitzpatrick who also fit that mold. They had another guy who fit that mold. When I realized he was playing like a decent role for a team in the NBA for a while, like blown away. I was like, is this a joke? There's no way. Like I, I get it, but you got to find your niche. NBA is a league of superstars and niche players. It is. Man, if you can't be a superstar, got to be a niche player. Yeah, that is, that is, that is 100% true. Texas, don't they make documentaries about people who eat fast food every day for long periods of time? I documentary was full of bleep. And usually not for good reasons. You could, like, submit this. This could I, be, like, a, some sort of scientific trial. I never, I thought that, I, I never was a fan of that Super Size Me movie. That's what he's kind of referring to. I, I thought that movie kind of sucked. And I called BS on it. Like, the guy's, like, acting like he's going through, like, torture of a POW camp over here. He'd have to eat McDonald's for three straight days or something. I just love that. He's, you, like, he's getting sick on the side of the car. I'm like, come on. One of the themes of the show, Trevor refusing to believe things that he just doesn't want to believe. Just, well, I'm just saying. Well, how is that? I mean, it's just, I, I call BS for dramatic. He's, he's being dra- overdramatic. I've got some breaking news. Uh, do I need to get, like, the music out? No. It is with my... Sincerest and deepest regret. Oh no! That I have to inform the listenership of the Mike Rutherford show. Huh? The Cincinnati Reds have lost a baseball game today. Day ins and why? Right? Oh, seven, my Blue Jays are playing a three o'clock game today. I'm seven gonna... to five. The Reds didn't win. <laughs> they are now three and sixteen on the year. You just got you get sweat. You just got swept by the pot. You got you did play the Padres though. I don't care. Padres are good. We have now lost. 
what four three consecutive games after being swept by the Padres. I forgot we won the last game in the series against the Cardinals. The good vibes of that Cardinals win have been erased. We have Nick Nicholas Lodolo pitched actually very well the other day. Boom, ten day DL. Sidelined. We're starting guys I've never heard of before. But the bats are playing well. They are, and so are the Blue Jays, who are now up currently one nothing in the bottom of the fourth on the Red Sox, looking to win this series three to one. Suck it, TJ. Suck it, TJ. And plus, they got to keep it up because uh, your boy in New York, the Yankees are trying to stay with us. Man, all of a sudden they're right there. They're right there on our coattails. Now, keep in mind, we're playing the Red Sox, and they've got Baltimore. So they're, they're, <laughs> it's kind of like last year. Like we, we we got lucky last year. Like the Blue Jays made their late surge because our schedule was padded to the back, where we played Baltimore like. 20 games in our last 30 in Baltimore. Even if you remember last year, was just awful. So, like, that was the, helped us make our late season run. That, that the way the schedule was, uh, we got it. Uh, like, ooh, I see uh, our boy uh, Detmers is pitching right now for the Angels. Reed? Yeah. He's uh, right now, they're, they're at nothing, nothing with Cleveland in the top of the second. It's also Reed Detmers' bobblehead night at the for the Trash Pandas. I saw that tonight. The which, what? The Trash Pandas. It's the AAA team for the, the Angels. Oh, okay. So, and, through their name? Yeah. You know, a trash panda is a is a nickname for a raccoon. <laughs> You've never heard this before. Isn't there a Triple A team in New, uh, uh, Salt Lake City? I don't. They're the trash pandas. That's all I know. Uh, they are the Rocket City trash pandas. No, Rocket City is Madison, Alabama. Oh, that can't be trip. No, for the Angels. Double A for the Angels. Okay, yeah. See, most Triple A teams are near the the home. Well, it's re- regardless. <laughs> I don't know why I have to clarify these minor details that nobody cares about. I it care. It is Reed Detmer's bobblehead <laughs> night for the Rocket City Trash Pandas. I want, I want a one. Trash Pandas bobblehead. I would love to have a Trash Panda bobblehead. He, I, I, I'll tell you this. I put the the picture on Car Chronicle, the news and notes post today. Very good likeness. Looks just like Reed Detmer's. It's a very high quality bobblehead. I think I'm gonna start getting like. Minor league, double A, and single A t-shirt teams, like I do my uh, NHL team shirts. Not a bad route to go down. I mean, I don't want to do Road. a triple A because you know I'm, I got I got to have some loyalty to Louisville, even though I'm more of a Redbirds than a Bats guy. Not Memphis version, but you know what I mean. Uh, but the double, I mean, because there's so many great double A names. You just named one of them, and I, now I think they're starting to try to be a little over goofy with some of them. Oh yeah, like, but you know, honestly, as long as you don't bring it into triple A level, I'm okay with it. The Ohio State receiver's name is pronounced Olave. Olave, okay. Olave. I, I, it looks it's spelled like olive, so I'm just gonna call him olive. Texas, is it fair to say that talking sports is actually now the derailment part of the show? <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Did you get mad at me for bringing up sports? <laughs> no, I, I get I get, <laughs> I get mad when I keep trying to, to bring up sports. <laughs> I mean, I talk sports. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, real quickly before we go to break, you know who had the best Wednesday night in the city of Louisville last night? Well, me. I got to watch not you two movies. Not, and not, not you. Not you. Not you. It's, it's not the answer. Oh, a young man by the name of Ty Stark, and I say this as a Trinity baseball alum. The annual San X Trinity game was played last night. I guess they don't do it at Slugger Field anymore, or Jim Patterson. They did it. It was played at San X's Field. Um, hmm. Don't know what the reason was, but. You know, playing there gave me the honor of having the highest batting average in the history of Slugger Field. Never going to be passed. One for one. Two walks. Highest on base percentage as well. But Ty Stark, Stanix lefty. Like Graham of the place. <laughs> House that Rutherford built. 
Ty Stark, left-handed pitcher for Sanex last night. They're number one in the state. Trinity's number two in the state. Yeah. Clash of the Titans. He had Trinity no hit through five and a half. Uh, they end up winning the game. Sanex does eight to two. And then right after he beats his arch rival in a matchup of number one versus number two, commits to Louisville. Love it. Nice. Awesome. We capitalize on those moments, kids. This is how it's done. Props to Ty Stark. Hell of a Wednesday night. Now, this is kid. We, we've gotten to the point where our recruiting some of our talent is going in the draft out of high school. Or is this some, I, I don't think so. This I, isn't a, a kid. Is, I mean, I'm saying he wasn't going to be drafted out of high school. He probably could. He, he might be, but he's not going to be like a top like 20 pick in the first round where we're going to lose him. It doesn't seem like it. I think he's probably going to be somebody who comes here. We're recruiting really well here locally now. I think in this, well, we always have, but more now than than before. Like in the last this class and the upcoming class, I think we have ten players from the quote unquote Kentucky Anna area. Good, and I, I guess that's a testament to the amount of talent that's coming up here. I mean, Trinity has had they had Dalen Lyle who signed with Louisville and then wound up being a first round draft pick last year. Yeah. We have two kids on Trinity's team this year who are coming to Louisville unless the same thing happens. Corbin Dickerson, I think, could be a high draft pick again. But we mail beat Trinity earlier. Did they? Yeah. I think it's Trinity's only loss. Uh, they had three. Oh, okay. After that was their night. first loss. I know that then. Well, no, they also lost to the team from Chicago that came in that has the, another Louisville commit, the catcher, Rose, uh-huh. who was basically, he came in here, played two games against X, played one game against Trinity to try to like see, play in front of the UofL coaches and all that stuff. I only know it because John Lewis on the BDR News did like a thing on male baseball the other day, and I, he mentioned it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Louisville also, my man John Lewis, the bringing this, this conversation full circle, they do have a commitment from Parker Detmers, Who's the younger brother, okay. uh, former Cardinal sensation Reed Detmers? He's not from Lo- Reed Detmers. wasn't from Louisville. No, from Illinois. Okay, I mean we just we own the Midwest. Yeah, I best mean, players it's... from and, and time has shown that the best players from the Midwest, hey, they can compete pretty damn well with the best yeah. players from the Deep South and from the West Coast that are getting to play the sport out in the sunshine I mean, twelve months Wisconsin, a year. Wisconsin, Michigan. I mean we 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 have been just ha- having a lot of kids from Chicago. Days. Corey Ray, yes, Corey Ray, Chicago. Yep, that comes to mind right away. Is it weird? To think that how you know Louisville is a just basketball crazy city and state, yet when it comes to producing talent, it's probably third amongst the big three sports that we have here. Right now, probably yeah. Oh, it is third. It's been third for probably a while. Yeah, there's I mean, been. A, fo- we produced more football in the last twenty years than we have anywhere near basketball. But there's been. Well, you also have more kids playing football. But like, there's been a recent uptick. Think about the kids that we've had on our team. And I know it's not like NBA type talent, but you've had. You know, D'Angelo Russell was from Louisville, and he's I mean, playing in the NBA. You can, if you but want just to count him Louisville players, like we've had. We Caleb Glenn's coming. Quentin Snyder, Dwayne Sutton, Ray Spalding, Jay Scrub signed here and then got drafted and didn't come here. Like we've had more local guys than. I mean, really, we did like when I was growing up, at least. I mean, when's I mean, was Russ, I don't know if Russell. I mean, we've had what one McDonald's All American out of Louisville in what twenty five years. Uh, it's more than that, right? Rondo and was Russell maybe? Well, Jason Osborne was, and that yeah, was, but that was in that was, was that more than twenty five years? Yeah, ago? that was in ninety four. Hmm. Because I went, I met that team in Chicago. That was the team. Well, Russell that, definitely was. <laughs> Osborne was on the McDonald's team with Rasheed Wallace and Jerry Stackhouse. God, <laughs> yeah, I met that team in Chicago. I got Jerry Stackhouse and uh, Rasheed Wallace's autograph on a uh, Planet Hollywood napkin. Hmm. Osborne, you know, weirdly the, the three players signed it because uh, one wasn't Osborne. It was those two and a guy named Joey Beard that played at Duke. Was why the only reason I remember his name. Don't have the napkin anymore though. I don't know what happened to it? Okay, <laughs> kind of disappointed. <laughs> All right, let's get a break. When we come back, we'll get back to the text line. 502 414 1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the Big X.
Uh, oh boy. I forgot to stop the video earlier. Let's just let it play from where it's at. Troubles will come. They will pass. We'll find a woman. You'll find love. Don't forget, son, there is someone. was a black man with white curly hair. When he had a fifth of wine, it did not have a care. He used to own no dub, bro. Used to play across his knees. I'd give old Curly my money. He'd play all Thursday edition. We've celebrated the career of Kenny Klein, talked NFL draft. We've gotten into where the trash pandas are, what franchise they are. I've got a list for you, Trev. <laughs> now, is this one of those make me mad lists? It's not going to make you mad because I think you already know what you're getting into ahead of time. And I know what I'm getting into ahead of time as well. Okay. But Esquire's put out a list of the 14 best TV shows of 2022 so far. My question is, how many of the 14 do you think that you've heard of? Because I don't, I, I'd be willing to bet I haven't heard of many. I haven't looked at the list. But these I, are new shows in 2022. New shows in 2022. Best uh, probably, shows of the year so far. Probably none. I mean, it's only been most, it's only four months into the year. I feel like I haven't watched anything. Well, I know I haven't watched anything new I mean, this I've, year. I have watched some newer stuff, but I don't know if they'd be considered 2021 or 2022. That's the thing. I'm going to guess I've heard of three. Because I've watched two recent shows that I really enjoyed, and, and I'll, we'll see if they're on the list. And if not, I'll, I'll suggest them to you. But let, hit me up. What we well, got? how many do you, beforehand? I, I've guessed three oh. for me. How many do you think you've heard of? I'm hoping these two are on there. Um, I'm going to say I can name that list in four. Like you don't have to have watched them; you just have to have heard of them. Oh, then I'll go four. Okay, I, I think I can do. I think I can one up you. Number one, Minx on HBO. M I N X. That's 0 for 1 for me. That, was that number 1 or number 10? Number 1. Oh, so you're going, you're not. And, and we're at 14. Once again, the listing skills not not locked in today. 14 <laughs> best shows of 2022. What a weird number. But okay, go. Okay, so makes them. We're both 0 for 1. 0 for 1. Number 2, Upload on Prime Video. I'm 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Number 3, Pachinko on Apple TV Plus. <laughs> 0 for 3. Number four. And the, one of my shows is an Apple TV Plus show, too. Number four, The Girl from Plain, Plainville. Oh, for four. Was that four or five? Four. Oh, I'm four. one for four. I've watched the first two episodes of this. Any good? It's it's about a case that I was really interested in. I think I've actually mentioned this on the show before. Quite possibly. The girl who like had a, a boyfriend where they, they met on vacation, much like your Gulf Shore story. Ooh. And, uh, like, she stole a CD? Their their relationship <laughs> was pretty much entirely like by text. Like it's one of those like modern relationships, and she convinced him to basically kill himself via text, and then it, like she acted like she was the scorned girlfriend and all. Anyways, it's a show about that. First of all, it's nothing like golf shorts. I know. <laughs> well, the meeting they met on vacation. <laughs> it's not even close to golf. So I'm one for four. <laughs> okay, I'm zero for four. Number five, Hulu, the dropout. Oh crap! I'm two for five. What is is it on Hulu? It's on Hulu. It's okay. I didn't know if you said Hulu Dropout. That was the name of the show. The name of the show. It's about Elizabeth Holmes. I listened to the the whole podcast called The Dropout, which started this. Not familiar with that either. She her trial just ended. She started this company Theranos that was supposed to like it was going to make taking your blood sugar level very easy. They would have these these quick machines where you could just boom like 
put your finger in this machine, boom, blood sugar levels is tested. Oh, I think it's going to be commercial for that. Yeah, it, well, it ended up being like No fake. more pricking your finger. Well, <laughs> if you saw it, it was like five years ago, and it wound up being completely made up. Like, they didn't oh. have the technology. They took all this. They fleeced all these people into giving them all these millions of dollars. She's very strange. But anyways, I haven't watched it. I've heard of it, though. So I'm two for five. And yet, none of these actually interest me either, too. Number six, we both at least heard of this. Winning time, yeah. the rise of the Lakers dynasty. And the fact that's on the list is a shame because that show looks like it sucks. It kind of, I've got no I real have interest. no desire to watch it. I have more desire to watch the new four-part Magic Johnson documentary than I do to watch Ooh, that what, show. What is that going to be on? It just, just came out like last this week, I think. Okay, I might check that out. Um, so yeah, the, 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 uh, it, There's no one, no one affiliated with that team in history has said a good thing about the show. And then if you're going to all with it, makes them look bad. I think there's people that put up like fa- – you can just point out how badly they're just like skewing the facts and how the history actually went, which is sad because there's, this is like a story you don't need to do that with. Yeah. The uh, the, the Magic Johnson documentary, by the way, is, it's called They Call Me Magic, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. Okay. I will check that out, actually. All right. So I've heard of three of the six so far. I'm You've one. heard of one. So I've already hit my number. I'm number right. seven – Abbott Elementary on ABC. Oh, crap. Never heard of it. I don't watch. Well, I don't watch basic television anyway. I don't really either. There's no point to it unless you don't have cable. Number eight, Severance on Apple TV Plus. <sighs> Never heard of it. I mean, one out of. I mean, still one. <sighs> Number nine, Somebody Somewhere on HBO. Oh crap. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Number ten, Euphoria. I've heard of. I've it. I've heard of it too. Tried watching it, two episodes in, not, no. Does not strike me as a Trevor show, just no. based on what I know about it. No, it, it's not. I would I would not recommend it. All right, so I've heard of four, you've heard of two. So I've got two. You, Number, you're, you're at four. You're already, you're already like, all gold, right? Keep in mind, I've watched two episodes of the four that I've heard of. So I've watched two of the only one two I've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11, as we see it on Prime Video. <sighs> Never, haven't heard of it. Never heard of it. Number 12, 1883 on Paramount uh, Plus. <sighs> I'm, I'm done. I, there's no way. I, I'm not, I've already, I'm, I'm, this is a Sam Elliott Western. I'm mathematically eliminated. Uh, number 13, Pam and Tommy. Okay, heard of that. So that's two. For, uh, three that's for three, me. so you got one left. Oh, okay. I am, I am mathematically alive. Okay. So I've heard of Damn, five. You've you heard of three. school math. <laughs> and number 14. And I still want to watch that, by the way. I just haven't done it yet. Mary watched it. She liked it. Yeah. Number 14, Ozark. Yes! Boom. Number four, baby. You got four. Which, by the way, drops tonight at 3 a.m. Ozark does? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it comes out. Uh, it was, um, it came, it's released, because you know they released it like. Right, part one and part two. Yeah, season. and part two comes out on the 29th, but for those that are curious and like, well, I'll watch it at midnight. It's I know. It's midnight Pacific time, so it's 3 a.m. local time here. I, uh, so it'll come out 3 a.m. Uh, yeah. Dugan is very scared that I'm going to watch it really quick and then spoil it for him. Well, he kind of spoiled it for you. I know. For and he, you I, last think, time. I think he is somewhat on eggshells about this. I had no idea it was coming out this quickly. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, the 29th. I saw that. I learned this the hard way when I was really excited. I think it was season two of BoJack Horseman on Netflix. And we were getting, we were packing for, we were going somewhere for like a trip. I don't remember if it was like one of the big trips, but I'm like, you know what? Like we're staying up late. Here we go. Midnight. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready. Mary's yeah. not going to watch this. And then I was like, well, what the hell? Where is it? And then I looked it up and it's like, oh, I was like, I'm not waiting till 3 a.m. I think it was one of the stranger things. Like season two is when I learned the, the 3 a.m. and not midnight. We all had to learn the hard way. I'm a little upset. Maybe it's because my shows didn't come out. Cause I've watched two, some recently new shows, one on Apple on, other than Ted Lasso. 
uh, which I've watched um, a really good one I like on there is The Shrink Next Door on Apple TV. I've heard of it and I watched it. It's a mini series, but that might have been series last year. And then I watched the, uh, I think is it on Prime or Hulu, the one with Steve Martin um, um, building, murder in this building or something. It's about uh, Steve, it's Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Oh, I have heard of that, but I've never, I don't, yeah. I don't know anything I about like, what it's I about. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's new, but it might be just like last year, 2021. I mean, to me, new is like, you know, most people's five years ago. I'm kind of the same way with some but, stuff. At least. Yeah. I'm surprised those HBOs I didn't tell because well, you would think I would see like a promo for it when I would go on HBO Max before I watch Friends or something. Yeah. Texas Euphoria came out in 2020. Yeah, but it's the new season. Like, like Ozark, well, that's, Ozark came out. That's true. Yeah. It's it's seasons that have come out in these, I guess, five months. I now. agree with the text, though. That sh- probably shouldn't count then. Well, I mean, I, I don't. Because they're saying new shows, though. No, they're not. They just said best shows of 2022. Oh, okay. Well, then you're right. Okay. That's a little, yeah. Texas says, did Trevor say Sydney Gomez? I think he said Selena. I said Selena, I thought. I, I trust you to know who Selena Gomez is. I did. I said, yeah. yeah. I, I, said, I, I don't know. You. I know she's famous for something with Disney. Is that right? She she was a Disney star and then became pop star. And, I didn't know who she acting. was through the Disney stuff. Dated yeah. Bieber for a long time. Did she? Yeah. Now, I did know the, um, uh, the what's the, Andre, uh, Andrea... Bocelli? No, the one that dated um, uh, Pete Davidson. Um, Grande? Ariana Grande? Yeah, yeah her. Uh, <laughs> Not where I thought that was going. I, I do remember her because when when me and my buddy uh, had the apartment and he's, you know, we, his kid who was younger is, well, he's not young now. He's 19 and almost 20, but, you know, he was younger then. He would watch Disney all the time, and, like, one of his favorite shows was that Victoria show. So I didn't know who she was before she like became like pop famous. There you go. I and, actually didn't know she was a Disney person. Yeah, it was the uh, her Victoria, and I don't know who else was on that show. And then he also watched that in a, some boy band show called like Rock School or something. I don't remember what it was called. Okay. <laughs> Texas Winning Time is very entertaining. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm sure it is. I believe the people who like it. I just I've got no real. For like, someone, like the Showtime Lakers don't really interest me that much to begin with. Like I don't have any desire see, to I watch. Did, a show I loved Showtime Lakers as a kid in the '80s, and that's why I think something watching this, and I know it's probably 80 percent BS, is going to annoy me. Texas bad year for the Reds to try and be the worst team with a lottery from now on in the draft. Yeah, I know. Are you a fan of this lottery for baseball? How is this? Is this going to be the same as the NBA style lottery, or I don't know. Because I'm not a big fan of the lottery for baseball. I think I, or NFL, NBA. I guess I think they, even the NBA should look into it again. Because I mean, well, they do have a lottery. Yeah, but I mean, talking about I mean, maybe possibly getting away from the lottery. I like it. I think every sport should because it limits tanking. Like the Lions last year, they should have theoretically. Like once they got to a point where there was no point in competing, and I like the fact that they did. I like the fact that. It portends good things for the Dan Campbell era that they were fighting down the stretch. But if you're doing what's legitimately in the best interest of your franchise, you're tanking those last six games because so you can get the number one pick. Like I like having a system that's gives you the best chance if you have the best worst overall record, but doesn't just guarantee if you're the third worst team, you get the third pick. Like I, I like the lottery system. I think it's it's it makes things a little bit more. Yeah, but Fair. what about situations where you're like San Antonio where not once but twice you had the best record in the lottery and you got David Robinson and Tim Duncan out of well, it? Well, them's the bricks. I mean I mean you're Minnesota and you 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 you're just begging to get Shaq and you end up with Christian Leitner. Them's the bricks. I mean the Clippers, God knows how many times they draft better. And and for those that I mean well no no and if you have the worst record, you're guaranteed a top four pick. 
I mean, I think they moved it to five now, though. Then they, they they've shifted it recently. I think that. I think that's right. I, I can't. I think they the draw for the first four now instead of the first three. Do you know the first year the lottery was uh, used in the NBA? Um, eighty one. No, nineteen eighty five. Ah, the cold envelope days. Of oh, the, I mean, I remember that. I know that story. Yeah. And it was because the the Rockets blatantly tanked to get uh, Kim Lajuan in nineteen eighty four. But you get, let's not forget, the NBA had a basic lottery system before that. It used to be the t- worst two records flipped a coin. And that would deter- that was like the closest. Then they went to the lottery system in 85. Gotcha. We're drawing the, the ping pong balls or um, envelopes. Jordan Church is a three-star offensive lineman who has said uh, today that he's going to be making his college announcement at 6 o'clock. I would expect it could be a surprise if he doesn't go ahead and commit to Louisville. Not to be confused with five-star super talent Jordan Birch of the defensive lineman going to South Carolina. Okay, fair, fair point. <laughs> uh, well, because when you said his name, I was like, the, 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 the McDonald's All-American. No, Jordan Church is a 6'4", 310-pound <laughs> offensive lineman, 2023 class from IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Oh, okay. Uh, he's got offers from Florida State. He's got offers from Ole Miss. Uh, take it back. Not an offer from Ole Miss. Yeah, he does have an offer from Ole Miss. <laughs> Just making sure. Not an offer from Alabama, but it does have an offer from Tennessee. Okay. Um, expecting, expected to pick us over these schools and, and Missouri as well um, when he announces his college choice at 6 o'clock. Get those pre-rides ready. Yeah, we need to get some – we need to start getting some some trench guys in here. We do. You're right. Like we, I, I'm, not, not, I'm not saying I don't love hearing the name. And, and listen, when you get a quarterback and a, uh, a skill position player, you know that moves the needle on social media a lot more. I get it. Than any three-star, two-star, even four-star sometimes guys in the trenches. But, I mean, we're going to have some holes to fill on the offensive-defensive lines after this year because, I mean, a lot of the people we had coming back from last year aren't going to be back next year or year right. after. And we need to start – I mean, that's not – we talked about this the other day, you know, where the skill position guys, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, so on and so forth, defensive back even, you know, you can put freshmen in there and they can kind of learn and grow. Offensive decent linemen, you don't want true freshmen in there. I mean, there's few and far between that can do it, but those are the guys that go to Alabama and South Carolina and Georgia. They don't come to Louisville more often than not. The other name that I think we need to keep an eye on, and Keith pointed this out when we had him on the show last week, and I, I'm not sure if his first name is Javin or Javin, but Javin Javin Simpkins is the running back, the four-star player who has scheduled his visit for uh, June to get him on uh, campus. Everybody, I mean, another player with a lot of big, big, big time offers. A lot of people think that Louisville's in really good position for him. Good. I, I know we're kind of loaded at running back now. Well, you never can be too loaded at running back, especially when you consider like the with the transfer portal being such an option. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be the odd man out on this team. Somebody's not going to get the amount of carries that they expect to get. And I think you just now sort of assume at this point that whoever that player is winds up entering the transfer portal. And even if they do, I mean, you've got some... Yeah, but that's a kid you can you can redshirt because you've got the kid from Tennessee as an upperclassman to play one year. And he'll be gone. And, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, say Trayvon Cooley blows up. Maybe he goes... Is it a guy who leaves for the pros early? You never know. Um, and, we you know, we lost Aiden Robbins last year. We took a little bit of a hit in depth. Like I think we've got the depth maybe a little bit overstated right now just because we have three guys that it feels like could be stars at most programs. But you still need like four or five 
level. And, and Javon Simpkins could be the guy who steps in. You're right. Like, redshirts a year, maybe play sparingly as yeah. a redshirt freshman, and then boom, he's the man as a sophomore. Or maybe he's good enough to start right away. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but he's definitely a name to keep an eye on. Also, Madden Sanker. Still feel pretty good about him with U of L, the offensive lineman, another guy in the trenches that I think would really help. He's a four-star prospect who would be one of the higher-rated players in this class should he end up committing. Louisville's class has not you know, dipped significantly. They were number seven three weeks ago. They're number eight right now nationally. Still holding tight. Where are we in the ACC? Number one. Number one still good. Number one. Suck at Clemson, suck at Florida State, suck at everybody. Um, can't imagine Clemson having that big a class coming this year. They were so young this, year, this last season that – I can imagine they have a big class going into 2022 or 23, whatever. Texas says Trevor says he looks for names he recognizes when he bets, and then on his first example, he says the wrong name. On horses? I don't remember what that what that was in reference to. Oh, he's talking. No, I was talking about that when I bet um, uh, Makai uh, Tel Aviv uh, team in South. And I, I said Dalvin Cook instead of Daquan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Texas says the yeah. worst uh, Louisville-centric NFL draft thing to happen was the Vikings trading up only to not draft Devontae Parker. The Vikings, did they move up above? Yeah. The Dolphins I remember that. that people thought it was going to happen, but it didn't. I mean, I always I remember the Saints moving up to get – people thought they were going to draft Lamar, and they took um, the defensive lineman. Yeah, I remember um, that too. That's been injury-prone too out of – I think I want to say SMU. I don't know. Texas says the baseball draft is already the weirdest draft in all sports. It really is. It is. I mean, it's so weird to be watching the College World Series by seeing a kid that just got drafted. It's before the College World Series. Well, or during the well, it's during the playoffs in general, I guess. The tournament, you would say. It's yeah. I think it's 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 been during the regional before. Sometimes it's even yeah. earlier than that. Like yeah, it has been a weird thing where you've seen like the Louisville guy. Like he finds out that he's the like Will Smith found out that like they're showing him the dugout. I'm like this is and now he's got to go out there and play a damn game. I always think of Cal, is it Kyle Funkhauser? Was that his uh, yeah? Name? When they when he, he was, was pitching, he was pitching and, and was like, the dropping. Dog- in the Just draft looking, yeah, yeah. Well, well he was like dropping like like a, a sack of potatoes and like you could tell there's they were showing him in the dugout and you knew that he was aware of what was going on because he looked horrified yeah because he was a guy who he, he came back after he could have gone early i think the year before and he came back right well no i think this was the first draft where he, oh, okay. he people thought he was going to be like he went into the year people thought talked about him being like a number one overall pick yeah and then he still thought he was going to go top five top ten and did not and that's why he ended up round, yeah, yeah. He, that's why he ended up coming back for his senior season and he went even lower after that um but he's, oh he didn't i thought i was thinking he did that's right he did yeah he's he's hung around i mean he's put up some decent numbers in the in the major leagues he's, he's been pitching now for a, a few years in the bigs let's not forget the major league first round is like 60 picks <laughs> it, yeah but was like one and then it's like first round then like one a round or whatever yeah i don't know why like because nfl people don't, don't realize like the kind like you would think like every round is thirty-two picks in the NFL because it's so many teams, but that's only the first two rounds. The third round has like eighty picks, and fourth round has like I think sixty something because of compensation picks they give out. Like baseball does that, but they give it in the first round. Like if, you, if you're gonna do compensation picks, which I have no problem with, even though maybe you could probably get rid of them in the NFL at this point, uh, or at least limit them more. Then I'm t- don't do it in the first round though. But I'm baseball. Do it like the, do it like the third round. Scooting is my new arch enemy. It sucks it down. Uh, boo, Scooter. Scooch, you throwing, throwing shade over here. What do you got? If you, if you miss me talking about you, I'm disappointed. Is your team going to draft a quarterback, Scooch? I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you, Scoots. Yeah. He says, I just saw the Reds lost by two. That's now 14 out of 15 where minus one and a half covers for the other team. What's this we? What? He said we? Oh, because of the bet. I he didn't say it. we. Oh, I think he said we. I just saw the Reds lost by two. That's 14 out of 15 where w- minus one and a half covers for the other team. Oh. Where I thought you said we, so. yeah. Well, you didn't. 
There's no we with me and Scooter Dingus anymore. <laughs> I didn't know Scoots was a baseball fan and he had a baseball team, and I don't think it's the Reds. We're dead. The Scoot Rutherford bromance. Scoots is dead. Dead. <laughs> dead. Texas Boggs. Finally, I'm your favorite producer. <laughs> Texas Boggs definitely drank like 60 beers on a flight across the country, and that's what I was referring to, not the chicken. I was right. Oh, okay. There I thought it was the chicken. Well, that chicken made more sense. The chicken though. would make more sense. <laughs> it made more sense to the reference. But I, I feel like the Boggs cross country flight story is far more well known. See, I always thought, I, I mean, I guess I'd heard that, but I always thought that eating chicken every day before a game. I had heard of it. So you hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard, maybe heard the other one. Or if I had, I Well, people always brought it. the Wade Boggs sign to college game day stuff. And then it became like a thing where people I would just bring that it. sign to. What was the sign that was at AEW last night that you texted me? Oh, it was great. It was like, bring back Hey Dude. It said bring back Hey Dude. It was so good. I was like, was I need the, to watch AEW He now. even had the, the logo of Hey Dude. Because when I first watched it, I was sitting there watching it. Was, it was right after the Blackpool uh, Combat Club match. Of course. And uh, with with uh, Will or Yuta. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I, 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 know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you do. laughs> it was awesome. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, they're, they're celebrating after their victory. And I'm like, what is that sign? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to read the sign. I had to zoom in on it, like pause it. And I was like, that's this. Hey, dude. I love that Loved sign. Loved it. That's a great sign. I love it. Uh, let's go to break. We'll have a short third hour. We will be out at about, what, 540? Yeah. To hand the, the reins over to the Louisville Bats, their coverage. Nick Curran, the dulcet tones coming up here at the bottom of the hour. He'll be having uh, Bats baseball coverage as they go for yet another W this uh, this evening. Looks rolling, baby. But we've got uh, we got 35 minutes or so when we come back. We'll yeah. talk sports. We'll take your text at 502-414-1450. Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on 1450 The Big X. People said it was useless Let people all through Cause good or slow Was the finest picker To ever play the blues back in hour number three mike rutherford show thursday edition sure is loving his skinner I, I love i'm a big Larry skinner fan i am but there's a you said i don't know how to interpret what I you said the mic was on by it's the way all, part I was thinking there. All, all the music today is leonard skinner but you said there's also like kind of a theme which it, I, I have no idea what to do with that statement it has a connection with tonight's nfl draft <laughs> he's kind of tall sort of he wears the shirt most of the time. Preston rules. He's Preston, man. He's just Preston. <laughs> Some of the references we, we know. Uh, uh, you just want me to tell you the the, the, yeah, the, the madness to my method here? Please. Um, <laughs> Put it in the dictionary. Tonight's uh, number one pick belongs to? Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Leonard Skinner from? I'm assuming Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. There we go. I did not know that. I was, and you know what's crazy is I could have gone too because there's Jacksonville, Florida. Automatically, two bands come to mind: Leonard Skinner, and the other is another one that we both uh, love very much, and that's Tom Petty. Oh, okay. It's also from Jacksonville. I knew he was from Florida just because I remember that. I didn't know until the Florida fans did that. They all sang "Won't Back Down." Yeah, for, the, the game after he which died. Was really cool. It was awesome. Way. Yeah. I don't like. I, 
I don't think I guess I didn't know this or realize this fully until we started doing the show together. How little I know about where musicians are from, like besides like the most obvious one, like like Prince being from Minnesota and well, yeah. I guess Eminem being from Detroit, Kid Rock being from Michigan. Like I don't know where any of these people are from at I, all. I don't know. I guess I've always just I, I one find of those it things fascinating. Yeah, like I'm, I'm I'm wanting to read about somebody or learn. like that's one of the things I look for. It's the same thing with the athletes too. Like that's one thing I. You know, you you mentioned we were talking about Mississippi, and you know, um, I can't remember why we brought Manning and somebody was going after the kid from Mississippi, and because there was connection, and you made me look it up, and yeah, Danny was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, but his dad being a coach, you know, he was only there until uh, to like grade school. It sounds like the Google hunting spiel where Mini Driver asked him like, "How can you memorize all my like my do my my chemistry homework in less than twenty minutes?" And he's like, "You know, Mozart just looked at a piano." And he could just play. Like I, I see keys and, and a box of wood, and you know I can't hit the ball out of Fenway. I can't play you uh, any sort of song. But when it came to stuff like your your bio homework, I could always just play. Like that's that's you with random facts about where that's musicians so are from. I, I could always just play. That just add, yeah, just work more play. Where they went to college is another one I'm always good and good at remembering for some reason i just read it once and it just sticks in my head and then some facts i just hear it once and i just remember it like you know the masters began in 1934 and the first british open was in 1860 so you're saying all of this and the text line has been, <laughs> multiple people have said, screw something up tom right? petty's from gainesville florida i thought he's from jacksonville <laughs> do I have to google it <laughs> i doubt question it wikipedia prove me out there's a loose wire back here, and it's hooked to my mouse and in my foot. Tom Petty was born in Gainesville, Florida. Ah, damn it. I mean, just it could not be better timing when it came to stuff like that. Good thing I picked Leonard Skinner. I could always I could always just play. Good thing I picked Leonard Skinner. He's, oh, my God. That was fantastic. Uh, TK quiz question from the, the text line, 502-414-1450, oh, says, what was the Tom Petty, what was his first band name? Wasn't the uh, Heartbreakers? I wouldn't have known then. I just always remember Miss Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. Yeah, Texture, you're going to have to give me the answer because I don't I, I don't know. I might Google it real quick. But uh, I'll be honest, I also didn't know Tom Petty. Like, I was listening to 70s on 7 on uh, a couple days ago. Of course. And a Petty song came on. I was like, there's no way this came out. I always thought Pen Petty didn't like, break out into the 80s. And this was like, he one of his, I can't remember what song it was, but it was from like 77. He, I just didn't know he was, I always thought he was like early 80s at best. I found out more about him than I'd ever known in that. Do you remember that? HBO series, I can't remember what it's called. It was like the something. It was Doctor Dr. Dre. <laughs> it was but no, it was it was like the like one word, like the unapproachables, like the untouchables, like the something, something like that. But it was about musicians, and like Doctor Dre was heavily featured, and he was. I, I I wish I could remember, but like Tom Petty is big on one of the first episodes, and it was a lot of stuff that I'd never known about, and it was it was really fast. I'm surprised you didn't watch it or know what I'm talking about here. It was like three years ago, four years ago. Uh, looks like apparently his first band he formed was called the Epics, which later evolved into the Mud Crutch. And Mudcrutch has a Wikipedia page, so I'm assuming that's probably what the text The Defiant is. Ones was yep. the name of the series. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were say that was the band. I was wrong, too. It was just three words. We're, <laughs> we're off to Thank you, everybody, for the text line saying Defiant Ones. And also, the texter who asked the trivia question does say Mudcrutch. Yeah. That's what he was talking about. Great name. That is a cool name, actually, yeah. Shout to Mudcrutch. It, it did include... It was pretty much most of the Heartbreaker members. I guess they just went on and changed it in... 1976 to become the Heartbreakers. He is from Gainesville. Why? I always thought he was from Jacksonville for some reason. Sean Moth is texted in to me personally. 
because we're cool, we're bros. He hates you. You know you can text me, Sean. You've got my number right. Does not like you at all. He says, nice work today. Thanks for the college baseball talk. Leonard Skimmer's uh, drummer, Artemis Pyle, was born in Louisville. I did not know that. I thought you were supposed to be up on this stuff. Well, I mean, I know they're named after the gym, their gym coach in high, in high school in Jacksonville. You don't just like, throw out random facts. You're like Brian from Family Guy. He's like... <laughs> Working on that novel there, huh? No, he's like... A novel? Mark Twain's real name was actually Samuel Clemens. And people were like... Was what it the? really? Yeah. But like, it's always like... <laughs> it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You're just throwing out random facts that you know. Just to try to look good. Uh, we've been talking a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking a lot today about Kenny Klein calling it a career. I, mean, I don't, I don't want to relive the conversation because it makes me too sad. I'm not going to do it. But, Kenny, we love you. Love you, Kenny. It's not going to be the same without you. Glad you're sticking around in at least a limited capacity for next college basketball season because... Was he still going to at least sit in his spot on the on the scores table? God, I hope so. Because, I mean, I don't know what I would do if I don't see, like, Kenny Klein sitting there. I just had a weird thought. Imagine you go to a game at the KFC Yum Center, like, next year, five years from now, ten years from now, and you're just, you know, you're sitting halfway up, section 115 or whatever, and Kenny Klein's just next to you. <laughs> it feels weird thinking about Kenny Klein at a Louisville game sitting in a quote-unquote normal seat, right? The first time I saw Kenny Klein sitting there, I really, this is before I knew who Kenny Klein was, I was like, and you know where I'm going with this, I was like, why the hell is Jim Beheim at our scores table? Oh, yeah. I mean, he looks like him. He like, looks just like him. But, I mean, when I was a kid, that's the first time I saw him. I was like, it took me like a year to realize because I didn't have the internet then. Like, to realize why we didn't watch Jim Beheim. But like, you, <laughs> get, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Kenny, like, he belongs in that spot. Even when you see him in other places at the Yum Center during games, like we went, I went to a game, humble brag coming. Like we went to a game a few years ago, and we went with uh, Eric Wood had a, as a suite, and we went up there. Me and my buddy Danny were up there, and Kenny was up there popping in, saying hi to people, and it was amazing. Like I was like, Kenny, aren't you supposed to, like? I feel like you're glued to that seat down there. Are you allowed to move? And then he was back down there at the scores table in what felt like thirty seconds. So much so that my buddy Danny is like, does he have his own like underground tunnel, like the underground Kenny, like like a, like he just a that private uh, elevator, like some sort of just like crazy Kenny specific technology that allows him to just no, be he, everywhere at once. It's like it's like like the, you know the it's like the it's like in Webster where they had all of the secret compartments and rooms. Like he, it's like, exactly what I was thinking. The yeah, Webster reference. Oh come on, who didn't want to watch Webster and want want a want a grandfather clock that opened that you opened up and it was it was a ladder up to the be, up to his bedroom. You could have stopped this, this sentence after the first part. <laughs> who didn't watch Webster? I did not watch Webster. <laughs> well, I feel bad for you, but I can see him having like 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 he he pushes like the 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 Daryl's left eye and it like slides over and there's like a secret compartment left to go take him down to where his seat is. Um. Sean says there's a secret elevator at the um. There is? It's the Kenny. It's the underground Kenny. It is. I'm telling you. I bet you Sean watched Webster. <laughs> he didn't confirm right there. It's got Mang- Mongo in it. Kenny's got his own. Alex Karras is in it. He's got his own traveling ability. Texas says Kenny Klein's retiring. Come on, man. <laughs> he said it's the end of days. Russ Smith would make a way hype SID opinions. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So what do you have to What's the Earl criteria Clark. to be an SID? I don't know. I mean, probably have worked in the field at some point. Can I be in this study? Theoretically, yes. I'm not sure you'd make the short list. I'm not sure your resume would would really stand out. But I mean, neither would mine. I, I know they want me to run the nil project and all, but I'm. I mean, yeah. Okay. You can only focus on so much, Trevor. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to overload my plate. Not like at the buffet. 
Uh, Texas says, any update on Tyrese Hunter? No, I, I haven't heard anything new today. I, I, this is supposed to be the day where Louisville's making its pitch to him. They're going there to meet him, right? I don't know. I, I, again, I, I'll say, <laughs> since the last time you asked me that, I don't have uh, knowledge. All I was told was... So he's like, coming here. I don't know. <laughs> They're meeting halfway. He's not coming here, I can tell you that. Like, he... I believe I would assume Louisville made the trip to see him in Racine. Yeah. The only other option would be like a, a Zoom teleconference or something remote. But today is the day that Louisville again was supposed to be making its pitch to Tyrese Hunter, and then we'll see if anything comes out of this. And if it does, hopefully you get him on campus. Hopefully yeah, after man. that you, you get him on campus, you make this, um, this this thing, you get a commitment from him. But we'll see. I haven't heard anything about how it went today or if it's even happened or, or what's going on. I hope he hasn't heard about Kenny Klein retiring. That's got to be a blow. Yeah. We did find out today that Brandon Huntley-Hatfield has officially signed. He is <gasps> officially a Cardinal. We're excited about that. Like I said yesterday, I, I, th- I would assume, I think, Kamari Lands is not far behind. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. Nailed it. Oh, in, yeah. Mid-season form. I am just, yeah, I got it. You better be good. <laughs> if I spent this much time learning how to say your name, you better be fantastic. Huntley have all right. A lot of pressure, Brandon. <laughs> I'm excited about Brandon Huntley Hatfield. We've talked about him enough, so we don't need to rehash our thoughts no. there. But Tyrese Hunter, to add to that conversation, to wrap that conversation up, CBS has ranked the top uh, transfers in college basketball, not just the top available transfers, but just top transfers, period. And they have Hunter as number four. He is the number two unsigned or uncommitted player in the transfer portal just behind Terrence Shannon from Texas Tech, which I think is fair. I would put Hunter above Terrence Shannon, but I think both are really, 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 really good. I know they're different positions, but if I told you you got Tyrese Hunter coming, but Jalen Withers was in transfer, would you take it? If I got Tyrese Hunter, but Jalen Withers was transferring? Yeah. I mean, yes. Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, mean, I like Jalen a lot. I'm excited to see what he does with this new coaching staff. That's why I was trying. I didn't want to say like, like LS. I was trying to think of a player that would be coming back that maybe you would be one no, not Curry or Ellis, but no. I don't think there's a player on the roster right now that I wouldn't trade for Tyrese Hunter. Oh wow! I mean, even Hunley Hatfield. Yes, I Tyrese Hunter is very, very good. Uh, you, you are Big Twelve Freshman of the Year. I, this is the way that some Texans think that you talked about Jared West. God, one, one text. Every other text had my back, which I appreciate. So, I want everybody to be paying attention now. If he tries to come back and then say he didn't talk about Tyrese Hunter this way, let's remember it now. These are very, very, very different players. No, I, mean, I, I like Jared a lot. <laughs> Tyrese Hunter is a different, different cat. All right. Um, I, I understand. I agree. Yeah, there's, there's nobody on this current roster that I would not trade for him. I mean, I see Curry hitting them threes. Yeah, you know, is he our best three point shooter? I mean, is that the new reality that we're living in? I wouldn't in? know where that was at any point during the season. <laughs> uh, Texture says, and I was going to bring this name up, are we in on Powell this go-around? I don't know if you saw this last night, Trevor, but Justin Powell, I who's just, from this area, from Louisville, he, he ended up going to North Oldham High School and played for David Levitch his senior year, is back in the transfer portal, played his freshman season at Auburn, transferred to Tennessee this year, and now is, is back in the portal. He started – He's been to like seven. I mean, he's not one of these guys. He started at Trinity. He went to a prep school, came back, went to North Oldham, um, went to Auburn, went to Tennessee. Now he's back in the portal. Say what you will about him being kind of a nomad. He's one of the best shooters in college basketball. Like he can, okay. if we need a shooter, a lockdown shooter, like guy's going to shoot it above a 40% clip. And I say that knowing full well that we had some guys who were career 40% three-point shooters who did not shoot at that level this past year, but I think Justin Powell would be the exception. I've got no clue if we're in on him. I don't know if he's the the type of player that Kenny Payne 
is going to go after. But if he wants a shooter, if he feels like we don't have enough shooters, Powell would be an attractive option if there's mutual interest there, which I've got no clue if there is. Damian Fishback was Kentucky. He went to Auburn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Text that I totally thought. What do you say? Text that I totally thought Kenny was Jim when I was a kid too. LOL. Yeah, I mean, how'd you not? I mean, because they look a lot alike. Well, especially when you don't have the. I mean, internet. I mean, that's and then they don't. I don't know if they look as much like now, but even when they were definitely younger, they. I mean, they oh were, for sure, it was like Patty Duke. I mean, I mean you know, cousins, identical cousins. I have uh, no idea what you're talking about. You know what the Patty Duke show was? I, 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 I've heard of the show. I don't know anything, cousins, what it was about. Identical cousins and the bar. They look alike, they talk alike, sometimes they act alike. What a wacky pair. Oh, my God. I loved Patty Duke's show. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. Cause I, I'd watch Nick at night. Like I'd sneak out of my like my grandmother would go to sleep and she'd start snoring. I'd sneak out and watch TV. The Patty Duke show ran from 1963 to 1966. Yes, but, but Nick at night in my younger days ran like Patty Duke show and Donna Reed. And That's my fine, but how are you interested in that? Because I loved watching those shows when I'd sneak out and go watch Nick at night and, and back in the room. God love you. Those are the shows I used to enjoy watching. Father I, Knows Best. Another where one did I you come watch. from? I've got no idea. Black and white TV was like one of my favorite things. Oh my gosh. Texas says, as far as Trevor being the SID, I'm pretty sure you have to at least be able to remember and pronounce the players' names. That's what they give me paper for. Isn't that what an intern's <laughs> for? <laughs> I don't think that's the way it works. That's what we get interns for. Texas says, Mike, did you call the vet? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. The vet was called. Double check, make sure it's not Mary's number texting into the text line now. <laughs> uh, it's not. Different area code. Okay. <laughs> Call was made. Appointment was scheduled. We're good. Penny, poor Penny gets. I was gonna say, what's wrong with Penny though? She always gets this. We have to do this twice a year. She gets really bad allergies where she like just cannot stop. Like she's itchy and she gets pink all over. Her paws get all itchy. It's just when the seasons change. Yeah. So we they gave her this allergy shot, sort of like at the beginning of spring and then again at the beginning of fall, and it it helps immensely donovan had that uh he had many health issues including having to give him insulin shots three times a day the last three years of his life but uh yeah he had the same issue he had, he, he had an allergy to grass like and it wasn't i don't know it was like weird it was like certain like it was only like certain yards it was like a house i yeah, lived in for like I a year the same thing yeah and then when, when i went go back to my grandparents my grandmother's he didn't have the same problem but like something about the grass on my Norburn house, like he it made his like pausage and he was constantly licking yeah, them and biting. That's what she's doing right like now. His fur was almost gone, and I had to yeah, yeah, yeah that's terrible. terrible. I hated it. Um, speaking of Donovan, did you see Jazz? He's a gopher tonight. He's been dealing with a quad injury. Okay, he's going to play in Game Six. And exactly. while I was looking up that story to put a, uh, I wanted to put a link to that on news and notes. I noticed well, it's a headline that I, it's not funny, but like it, I couldn't help but laugh. I'm curious now. You got my attention. It just said, it was from Yahoo, and it says Rudy Gobert shows up for Game Six with a massive bee sting on his face. Why? Because he owns bees, apparently. Oh, duh. Boy, I, I like Rudy Gobert to a degree to, because he's a throwback to to a different era. But sucks at offense, throwback. Well, he just his style. He's holding back the Jazz. I mean, it's it's, it's you, you, teams are going to go small against him, and it's just it, it's, it's been a thorn in their side. And unfortunately, Mitchell can only do so much. They have no other buyouts around him. Conley is a shell of once he once was. I mean. Yeah, it's that team needs a lot of help around Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert was asked about owning a beehive, and he said, there's a few things. It's good for the environment. It's good for the landscape, the flowers, the fruits, and I love honey, so I always wanted to have my own. It's great. Sometimes there's some casualties. 
And then he was asked about the, the what led to the, the giant swelling on his nose. He goes, there were seven guys working. I was the only one who came out alive. Oh. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Yeah. I, I like Rudy Gobert. I mean, it is a it is a large sting that has swelled up. I've seen the picture of him, and he just said that's got to be a, like, a, like more than one bee sting, right? I don't know, but he tweeted it out. The, I think it, he said it's just one one sting on his nose, and he tweeted it out and put it on Instagram this morning and said it be your own bee sometimes, <laughs> which was well done. I don't. I'm. I'm. Some. I'm not going to say I'm scared of bees, but I've gotten to the point at 42. I've never been stung. Are you serious? And almost it's now got like some. It's a streak thing. Yeah, it's that, and I'm like, and now it's made me like nervous. They're after you. That I'm gonna like, yeah, like getting, because I, like you know, as you know, I sit in the car, and one day, like I was sitting out there, and Troy came to, it was walking out, and he's talking to me, and I had the window down, and I'm talking to him, and I one of those big, like big yellow bumblebees kind of flying around. Those ones thing. And they, that's what he said. Yeah, and I, they still, man, they still worry me, and. They always come near me because my car like just reeks of like mill, old mill yellow cups and stuff. So it's like they probably like seem like ut- utopia, like when they see my my car and smell it. So I had to like put my window up. I was like, Troy, gotta go, bye. gotta go put the window up, buddy. I don't want this bee coming near me. I think it's yeah, and it's amazing that I haven't because as a kid, like I would always me and my my neighbor Jimmy would go outside and like put our shoes on, of course, and we just squash like hundreds of bees a day. Ew. Like we'd see them sucking, eating on a flower, and be like, ha, step and like they twist our foot on top of it. We would have to so. when I worked at St. Joe's. Um, the we were kids. I mean, you know. yeah. When we worked at when I worked at St. Joe's in the summer, because we had kids running around the field. Like when we found, I mean, it's a huge area. Yeah, and in summertime you would find hives of bees, and we would have to like light them on fire. Because a lot of times they'd, be, they'd come out of the ground and you'd have to like you'd just like throw a bunch of gasoline and just like light on fire and burn them all up. And it felt inhumane. But at the same time, I also got stung like three times while at St. Joe's. <laughs> so I didn't feel that bad for them. See, I, don't, I just, I'm like, it was only me too. Like every time we, we'd all like run and like everybody was like, Hoo-hoo! and I'm like, ah, like it, it felt like a slow motion, like Ricky being shot. Like I was just like, ah, like my, that was how I felt. Like I'm just like, going down. Like you the bees. stretch a lottery ticket, didn't you? Oh, it was terrible. It was, it's just, it's never a good feeling. Like so, you never get used to now, it. Now, now you got me. See, this is another like subconsciously. I don't want to be stung now because you're telling me this story doesn't help. It, I'm telling you, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt and if I, it happens. And you're I've not gonna let like it happen. I don't want it to happen ever. And it's this weird sensation where it kind of feels like you're being elected. Like the, the feeling just like lingers even long after. <sighs> yeah, no, it's like kind of when you get shocked. I'm amazed because I don't know if you noticed this when you came to the OG studios. We had some issues with wasp nests up there. I did not notice that. And I'm one, not surprised. And, and, and the, what, I mean, it's not like a hive. If you know what a wasp nest is, like it looks like. Um, What's that musical instrument like that you hold? You like blow into it like, like a little column. I mean, I know what a wasp nest looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's just like little mud columns. Yeah, yeah. and we get them constantly above the front door at the stadium studio. We, we've had them b- above my front door of the house. Yeah, we get them uh, to the point where Duke was like every day going in and like spray it. It felt like to oh, I just knock it down with like a broom heroically to protect my family. There's nothing I won't do to protect my family from wasps, <laughs> including knocking it down with a <laughs> with a a broom when I know that it's left the nest. I mean, a wasp sting is worse than a bee sting, right? Right. Yeah. I've never been stung by either, so I don't know. It's been a long time since I was stung by. It depends on what kind of bee. Wasps. Well, I mean, wasp things don't feel good. But neither well, feel good, I would think. Now, do wasps die upon stinging like bees do? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I honestly don't know. It's a good question because yeah. I think not all bees die when they sting. I thought all bees did. Bumblebees Some. do. Bumblebees do. I think. I mean, there's worker bees. I mean, yeah. Yeah, who cares? They're pawns in the grand scheme they're of pretty much, yeah. the bee game, right? Yeah, they're the pawns like the pawns in arachnophobia that go out. Texas says you wouldn't think Trevor could own any dog allergic to grass. 
about that. Hey, I told you this quote. My dogs, the only drug my dogs need are belly rubs. I've never had a, I've never had a dog that uh, that partook. Well, I, I mean, I would hope not. Can't say the same for cats. Okay. Well, <laughs> Texas Donovan is on the short list of the next superstar to demand a trade. What team could be the most fun for him to end up on? And I, I've seen everybody saying Lakers, but don't they say that for everybody who is seems gonna, like is going to demand a trade? Yeah, really. Is, is he going to be there? I always thought like Donovan wanted to be. I think he did. I think he's been pissed off this year. But that's, that, I mean, you got you can get people around him. I mean, it's not. I think I think it's equal. I'll be honest. The West is starting to diminish a little bit. Looking over the last couple of weeks and just watching some of these playoffs, like seeing Memphis being a two seed and not being that great a team out of the West. Like the, the West is now. I don't think as loaded as deep as it has been in the last couple of years. It's starting to water down a little bit, and you're starting to see it even up a little more. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the Suns are the best team, and they don't. I mean, without Book, who Devin Booker's playing tonight, by the way, they just yeah. announced that. But without him, they have looked. Well, super, you, super. Still got Paul and, and DeAndre Aiden who are pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, there's no Mitchell has no. Mitchell's second best player is what uh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and he's a player that doesn't match today's NBA whatsoever. Regular season, okay, but when you get in the playoffs, playoffs, playoff and regular season NBA are two completely different worlds. I definitely see him. It feels like this is trending towards a breakup because I don't think he's happy. And I also don't think the Jazz view him as this. Maybe like oh, becoming the type of top level superstar that they thought he was going to be, like even a year ago. But I don't know. We'll Please see. Don't go Pacers. Please don't go Pacers. Please Texture don't. says, "Trevor, you have to go outside to get stung by bees." <laughs> Which, when I told you yesterday, it's weird. I don't want to go outside, but I like having the window open. Also says, "Mike, just give your dog half a Zyrtec twice a day with each meal. Works great for dog. We trust me. We've tried. We've um, we've tried that. This, this shot is." The only thing that's worked. We would have avoided it at all costs, but every year it's the only thing that... You got to do it twice a year? Yeah. Before fall and before right when spring starts. Does your vet just say, like, the one thing I hate about taking my dog to the vet is when they when you get there and you know you just need to take them for one thing, then they, like, list off, like, a bunch of things. Like, maybe you should get the dog this, that. Like, that's why I'm weary about always taking my dogs to the vet for any reason. Yeah. I mean... Because then I go there. But that's I'm everywhere. Just, I know. It's true. It's like getting your oil changed. <laughs> Takes like, was, was Trevor thinking a wasp nest looked like a didgeridoo? I'm assuming that's what you were talking about. The, the uh, instrument from Australia? The yeah. Gong, like, I think, dude, I you, think you always see like the half man, half goat play like in uh, Narnica. Is that what is it? Narnica? Narnia? Narnia. Narnia. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Are you thinking of bagpipes? No, no. Those things. It's like a, it's like, it's like a flute. Like, you play. Like, nobody can see me. Like a you. pan flute? Kind of like, yeah. Jazz flute? Not a jazz flute. But you like well, blow on it. And now I'm even more because I, I assumed he was talking didgeridoo, like the texture. Like I, pic- I thought he was talking about didgeridoo. I picture the, uh, I picture like like the, uh, like the half man, half goat, like creature playing one. Uh, somebody sent in what they think that you're talking about, and it is. He says he, he thinks it's a pan flute. Let me see what he's. I think so. Yeah, I can start. You don't see. even know. No, because I can't see that close from here. Look, okay, look at this. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah, that thing. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a pan flute. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think a wasp nest looks like. I see. I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was a pan flute. I mean, <laughs> it took us a while. We got to the finish line. <laughs> Takes a, TK probably watched Small Wonders and Silver Spoons. Uh, I know you watched Silver Spoons. Yeah, Small Wonders was awesome. <laughs> She's a small wonder. Yeah, the girl, uh, what, what was Small Wonders' name? Crap. I love that show, too, and I can't remember her name now. I'll text her. Y'all can make fun of me for that one. I was going to say the text line will know, but maybe they won't. It was an acronym for whatever, you know, her, like, 
being like you know a, a robot of some kind because that's what it was it was a suburban family that had a uh, a robot daughter and sh- you know shenanigans ensued i love listening to this because i i never have any idea what you're talking and about. i even told you when i was watching lonesome dove which by the way return to lonesome dove the debuting reese witherspoon on there which blew my mind like was that her first ever thing second technically because she was in, what she was did, it, Moon? She did a TV movie like the year before, and then she did that. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know how, and I didn't even know she's in it until I was like, that looks like, I was like, that girl looks really familiar. And then I realized it was really listening. But yeah, watching Ricky Schroeder as uh, Newt was weird because I was just half expecting him to come at one point, like riding on a train. <laughs> like, I see him as, as the rich spoil kid from Small uh, from Silver Spoons. I can see that. That's fun. What was the name of that game, girls? Uh, Jesus, Trevor. Uh, Texture says Michael Jordan ate a steak and baked potato before every game. TK and MJ are the goats forever. Is that true? Well, I was looking up Small Wonder. What'd you say? Texture <laughs> said Michael Jordan ate a uh, steak and baked potato before every game he played. Ooh, if there's one thing me and Jordan might have in common, it would be that. That's what I'm saying. He says TK and MJ are the, the all time goats. What are you looking up? What are you so obsessed with finding out now? That's. Her name was Vicky, the robot. It's my wonder. <laughs> don't blame me, but I'm the texter. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Victoria, Vicky, Ann Smith Lawson was the character's name. Was the robot. They gave her, she needed a middle name. Yeah, it was, <laughs> the robot was a voice input child. In, uh, oh, I can't, ooh, in, in, in Dickent? I D E N T I C A N T. Indecent? Is that what that word is? I mean, you should know it. But it was spelled out V I C I, Vicky. Oh. I knew that. I told you that was the. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, good Lord. So went four seasons. <laughs> where, where do you go from here? I don't know. But don't blame it. Don't, that's just the Texas fault for bringing this up. Texture says, Texture says Vicky, Vicky Small Wonders. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Texture says, any shot that Jameson brings the Oregon point guard with him, I think he's announcing tonight. Um, you're referring to Davian Harmon, who I my understanding is he's going to commit to Texas Tech tonight. I don't even know if he's considered Louisville. I don't even know if Louisville has reached out, but all signs point to Texas Tech. I'd like to have him. Would be great. I mean, I would love to be surprised there. He's a, he's a, he's a good player. We could find a spot for him, but I don't think that there's – any real hope that he's going to come here? Um, wait, wait, no, wait. Texas does Trevor like the movie Draft Day? No, it's horrible. It sucks completely. I'm not a fan. I, I did not. I could not stand it whatsoever. I, I actually tried to watch it, and it was just embarrassing how just nowhere near realistic it was. And people always try to tell me like, well, it's actually not that bad of a movie. No, I'm like, it's no, it's terrible. It's not good. It's 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 the worst. This is a, this, is a, this might be a, a stretch to say. It is the biggest embarrassment to the Cleveland Browns franchise since they came back in 99. And this is a team they went 0-16 twice. <laughs> Texas, I'm baking on the first Louisville Lions pick. It will be Marshawn Ford. It can only lead to a Super Bowl. It's got to happen. It's got to be. If you, if you have no idea what that text is about, the Lions, the only franchise in the NFL who has so never insane. drafted a Louisville Cardinal. And That's insane. They're the only team. Maybe these two things are related. Just saying, maybe just take a card. I mean, the Texans. See what happens. The Texans aren't even twenty years old, and they've got one. Everybody is. Every, everybody. I mean, the Jaguars and Panthers are only twenty-five, or no, I guess they're twenty-seven years old, and they've got some. 
Texture says we were talking about the the Showtime Lakers show. It says Jerry West is suing HBO yeah. now for winning time in the show. He's portrayed as a racist, hard to work with douche, and constant drunk. Not to mention the show literally fabricates the outcome of real games to make the show better. For example, they change what games are played in what city, and they had the Celtics winning a game in the series via buzzer beater. The bad thing is the Celtics didn't even win a game in real life, let alone on a buzzer beater. Yeah, they, they, that's annoying. That's the other thing. I mean. Like, I, I'm okay with, I guess, a little bit of change, like, you know, Hoosier switching it around a little bit to where, or like Friday Night Lights where they lose the title game instead of, the, you know, the semifinals maybe. A little bit of change is fine, but yeah, from what I've read, like, they're, they're, there's like a, I guess in the recent episodes, they're talking about them coming off like a Christmas Day streak, like getting things turned around, and it's none of it actually happened. Yeah. Which, is, which is ridiculous. Like, Why? I mean, this is a team that won a title. If this, I'm assuming they're starting in 1980, won a title with a rookie guy playing center overcoming the Philadelphia 76ers who were a dominant team that year. I mean, there's no reason to change things. I'm with you. It seems silly. It seems dumb. Texture says we were talking about the Derby and horse racing in general earlier today. I said, it's not sound like an old man, but to sound like an old man, I thought it was ridiculous that kids now like dress up to go to the infield on Oaks and Derby, whereas back in the day we just wore the crappy. We tried to find a funny T-shirt to back wear. Back in my day, and Texas, the preppy frat look started coming back in style around '09, and a lot of kids were wearing Sperry's and pastel colors everywhere. Uh, it wasn't just Derby; it got more common to see everywhere. I don't know how I feel about the pastels because the '80s guy in me doesn't hate them, but the current old man in me is annoyed by them. Uh, another text is, I dislike both, but I find it peculiar that racing a car in circles entices uh, perceived white trash, but smacking the bleep out of horses in circles is high society. It is sort of, I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad point. Yeah. It is sort of strange. I mean, first of all, like, none of this is, is high society. Like, go to the infield. Yeah, I think I told you this. At Indy 500 or the Derby. My favorite thing is, like, when I got to be on Mariners Row and the old setup where you had the, you had the press room, you had what I think is called the the gold black gold room or whatever, and then you had millionaires like millionaires row area, uh-huh. and like millionaires row was like all fancy. I was allowed to go in there. You, I was not the only thing in the press pass I couldn't get into was this like black gold room, and because that was where like your high high rollers go, and if you go out on the balcony where you could smoke, where was I spent most of my day, and you could see the balcony of that room, like you had me and the press dressed nice. You had millionaires rows dressed nice. Everybody in this said, like, Black Gold Room all look like they came out of a Panama Jack commercial. Like, you're talking about, like, just... They, they looked all like Johnny Depp when he played Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. I mean, it was like... And these are the guys are, like, the high, high rollers. Well, here's the thing this, about Derby. Here's the thing about Derby and it being high society. Imagine everything about Derby is exactly the same, but nobody's dressed up. People are wearing, like, gym shorts and T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Like, it kind of fits. Like, yeah, yeah. They're drinking way too much. They're gambling. They're throwing things. They're constantly screaming. If you imagine it without anybody looking nice, you're like, okay, yeah, it's kind of a white trash thing. That's just how it is. When is the first day of the track? Is it already open? Churchill, no. Okay. It'll, it'll be, I think, this Friday. Okay. Texas is ha Trevor doesn't bet across the board, but bets win, play, show. Did you say that? Wait a minute, but across the board is the same as win, I know. Show. I don't know if they're making fun of you or... If you, I mean, listen, that. I can be made fun for a lot of things. I knew that. I knew what went across the board was two dollars across the board, six dollar bet. Yeah. Uh, okay, we don't. Have, we have to get out of here a little bit early. Texas did a show pool once, won every race, and put one fifty on an eighty one long shot and lost by a nose. That would that would suck. Bottom of the eighth, Blue Jays still have one nothing. 
Okay, good. What do we have tonight on, in, uh, in the oh. way? We got NFL draft. I know you're excited about. Loving it. Can't wait. We can't make a prediction there. Go lines, win the draft, whatever. I don't I, mean, I don't know who the – well, you can predict who Jags might take. It's still up in the air. Let's go Aiden Hutchinson, I guess, is, is the guy everybody thinks we're going to take. But let's pick the, uh, the Donovan Mitchell game, I guess the NBA game of most local interest tonight, at least for our interests. Not Devin Booker. Get out of here. Mavs, Jazz. Jazz need a win at home. To keep their season alive, series is at three-two. Mavs does Donovan does Donnie dance to see another day? I wish he would. I wish he could, but he won't. Uh, Dallas, uh, Jason Kidd's a better coach than Quinn Snyder, and Dallas is right now just a better overall team. I agree. I, I think it's over. I think this Jazz team like is done. I think they just they don't like playing basketball right now. They're ready for it to be over. Yeah, I think that's over. Think, yeah, uh, we're out of here. We got bats baseball coming up next. Nick Curran will hand the baton to him tomorrow. We are out and about. Oxmoor. Oh, baby. Can we give? I don't even have the address. Do we have the location? Do I come infield modern or infield post? What will Trevor wear? And it's Oxmoor. It's right next to Oxmoor Mall. You cannot miss it. If you you are blind, if you do, right next to Oxmoor, Oxmoor Ford. Yes, right next to Oxmoor Mall. So if you have ever wanted to see how Trevor acts in real life, Cross if you ever want to see thorns. what Trevor looks like, Oxmoor Ford is the spot tomorrow. We're there from 3. We'll be out at 540 again tomorrow. Best baseball is up next. Go Bats. Go Donovan. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3. I keep going down.